live here at the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neal. And this is Annabelle Lecter. And returning is Rebecca Kennedy. It's been eight years. I looked Has it, it really been that long? Yeah. Wow. Well, thanks for having me back. All thanks for coming too. back. Yeah. I'm super happy to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too. So it's uh, very cool for me. Um, I don't know you really well, but it, you know, I had you on the show. I love Bastard. It was the first, first thing I saw you in. And then I've seen you in a lot of stuff over the years, and that always makes me feel good. I was like, oh, she's doing very well. Oh, thank you. No, I appreciate your support. I'm so glad to be to be back. It's a fun, like, full circle moment, you know? Yeah. yeah. So uh, two witches, which is, I'm glad it's not covering your face, but it's up in the corner there, uh, streaming on Arrow, which is an amazing movie. Oh, thank and, you. Uh, so how did you um, how did you get the role? And I'm actually wearing, you can't really tell, but I'm wearing my two witches oh. shirt. <laughs> In honor of it. Uh, yeah, so that's an interesting story. Um, I actually met uh, Christina Klebe, uh had met her quite a few years prior um, at some, you know, as actors do at parties, <laughs> you know, you make a connection. And, and I auditioned for something that she was um, in a while, you know, like years before that and wasn't cast, but we, we kept connected. And then we'd see each other over the years. And we're like, oh, we should work together. You know, like kind of the thing that we say and then we never do. Um, and then all of a sudden it was like uh, November um, and she uh, contacted me and was like, hey, uh, you know, I'm making this film. We're looking we're looking for this, you know, Masha to fill this character. Would you be interested in reading the script? And I was like, yes, you know, send me the scripts. They sent me the script and they sent me a little bit of stuff um, that I could look at. And I read it and I was like, this seems so fun and so uh, crazy. And I'd never played a witch before or anyone quite this evil. So I talked to the director for a little bit and then uh, that was it. I was like, I'm in. And uh, thankfully he, he uh, you know, looked at my materials, we talked and he was happy to have me. So it was a quick, you know, quick process. And then we started filming like, like four or five days later. It was pretty quick. Wow. Cool. Wow, yeah. yeah. You're amazing scary just incredible like you you're oh, just thank you i can't imagine another person in the role you just are awesome well thank you so much that's very sweet so uh, i have a question about that with all because it's uh, people haven't seen two witches even if you've just seen the the pictures i think you see all the the facial expressions and um so they're all really creepy and stuff but as an actor were you ever like well i gotta make this so it's creepy or whatever but not too over the they are over the top but not in a way where it's like too comedic right yeah that was always my fear was going too far and uh pierre our director he was really great um and he is still really great at like us coming up with stuff together and seeing what it looks like on film and like watching it back and seeing does this work does this not work um and he he knows just camera angles so well and lighting so well that while we're filming, he'll be like more or less, um, and you know, specific in that. And we kind of find it while we're working, which is really fun. And so, and you know, he's like, okay, give me the scariest face in this. And like, we try stuff and we'll look and, um, he's really smart because if it doesn't work then he's like, it's not going to work later. So we, you know, we look at stuff right then and, and, uh, to see if it, you know if this is going to work or not so i had it was pretty it still i wasn't exactly sure how it was all going to work once we once it was going to come out but we had a pretty good idea that i thought it was going to be okay um but no idea if people would love masha or not or think she was you know 
not a fun character. So it's it's nice to see that people um, not relate to her, but just have had, um, you know, enjoy her. <laughs> yeah, well, that is interesting because it's <clears throat> she does a lot of despicable things, but it's also she's also entertaining. So uh, how do people take to the character? Because that's not necessarily a likable character. Right. Well, it's definitely not a likable character. Yeah, I was I was kind of nervous about that. I didn't really know if people would be like, oh, she's annoying or like, you know, just wish that she would, you know, just die. You just never kind of know when you're playing like the villain. And thankfully, people have really responded well to her <laughs> and have thought she was really fun. And uh, like you said, like, you know, you never kind of know what she what's going to happen next with her. And uh, it's been really fun to see the fan reactions and get um, everyone that, you know, that's been excited about it. And they're excited about the next one coming out and, well, you know, that will hopefully be filming soon and yeah. to see where her character goes next. So it's been a really fun exploration of of playing a villain but people you know rooting for her in some weird way <laughs> uh, the terrible one is doing this terrible troy how's everybody doing hello, hello. nice good. to see you troy good to see you oh uh, i was listening to the commentary track which is uh shout out for arrow because arrow also includes commentary tracks which i think is very cool and uh the director said um that some people uh when you when they first screened the movie actually thought or maybe it was like stills of your character that you actually had prosthetics on because of like the, the different expressions. Yeah. And he was like, that was a good thing that people actually, you know, would think that. Yeah. I was like, no, that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> as sad as that is. No. Uh, yeah. It was, that was an interesting. A lot of people were asking what, what we did for that and how, and you know, that's just um, also the brilliance of Pierre with the, with the angles and the lighting and, uh, you know, really being able to capture some really interesting facial expressions. Um, you know, it's not just about what I'm doing, but also about what how he's able to manipulate the camera and what they're what they're capturing. Uh, but yeah, it was yeah. funny to see people thought it was prosthetics. Yeah, was when I was like, going, sorry. What was it like to see yourself in this fully fleshed out role when it all comes together and you're seeing the final product? It was really great. Um, I. Like I said, I wasn't exactly sure how it was all going to come together as far as like, was this going to really work? Um, I wasn't really sure. And I was really pleasantly surprised um, at everybody's amazing work in it, um, you know, in front of and behind the camera and how uh, he was able to um, edit something together that was really, really fun and exciting and scary and um, really pleased with the, you know, final final product. And it was great to, to see how it all came together, especially, you know, when you do a a lower budget indie, you really kind of never know how things are going to turn out. So I was really happy that um, he's getting the the praise and the, uh, you know, that he deserves. So. Yeah. And you, you say lower budget indie, but it looks, um, it has really high production value. It looks, you know, well-made. Well, thank you. Thank you very yeah. much. He, he would very much appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. He also mentioned on the commentary track that uh, not necessarily the whole thing was based on like a real uh, thing but he said that um uh like an instance with someone like really told someone they were a witch was like based on mm -hmm. a real uh something that really happened did he talk about that with you yeah a little bit yeah um his uh you know he's french so he's from france and uh he told us some stories there was one in particular that you know the in the first half of the movie there's a whole seance scene where you know one of the girls ends up in the hallway uh, well, he told us that that really happened. So he was doing, they were doing something like that. Um, 
with the Ouija board uh, with some friends. And, you know, one guy was like, okay, I'm out and leaving. And like two hours later, they found him in the hallway and he had never left. And he was just standing there. And like, you know, they all freaked out, of course, and, uh, you know, had to bring him like back, you know, to bed. And like the next day he woke up and he didn't remember any of it. So wow. he, used, he definitely uses different influences. Um, I think his mom had told him a story about someone giving her like the evil eye, um, you know, kind of in the first, um, again, in the first story. Um, so that, yeah, he took, I uh, was able to take kind of different stories that people had told him and kind of cre uh, create them into this movie, which was really, really interesting. Yeah, that's wild. Do you know if uh, do you know if his family saw the movie? I was wondering what they thought of it. If that you know they had some of these. So interesting enough, his mom actually is the other witch. Oh, see, I have in my in wow. my notes. I was very interested right away that she the uh, the other witch has no other IMDb credits, and I was like, <laughs> she's really good in this movie. Yeah. I wonder like what the backstory is there. No, no. Yeah, that was his mom, and she's so lovely. She's so supportive and kind, and not at all mean. <laughs> <laughs> like she in the movie uh but yeah she plays an amazing amazing yeah, she's in great. It. Uh, she looks great um you know she was always game for anything uh you know that he would throw at us which is kind of scary for people especially that haven't really acted a lot before um you know she's always up for anything to try um and i think a lot of times she would um you know stand in for like me or other characters you know when he was like setting stuff up to figure out if it was going to work or not so she just she's really amazing um i you know he's definitely blessed to have like a mom who's so supportive like that so yeah do you know she has an acting background at all um I, she has a little bit um but I, she's not really done in like any film or tv obviously like as you've seen yeah. but uh she was great yeah, she, she it adds it's kind of cool. It adds some mystery when you if you look it up and like then she has no other uh credits. That makes like, you feel like is she a witch? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's you know his family uh definitely I think really loved the film. So um how about uh, actually wearing the contacts? I assume they're contacts. They're not actually, it is oh, CGI. Okay. Oh really? Well they look great. Yeah, I was uh really lucky because I've heard not such great things about having to wear those and i don't i don't wear glasses or contacts so the one time i've had to do it in a movie it took like 45 minutes for me to get them in and uh so uh when we were he was just going to do it cgi i was like oh thank god because <laughs> <laughs> apparently with those especially you can't see anything um you know you're like totally blind so i i was like i'm you know and they you but you would never know so they did a great job yeah, because, you know, most people watch us and ourselves sometimes are guilty of this, like very anti-CG uh, effects. But um, I think that's an, a, 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 an example of when they're done right, when you can't really notice them. Right. And that was it was very little. Everything yeah. else was practical, very little um, effects. And other than that, there was very little, um, you know, down to like, you know, uh, there's, you know, one scene where the candle just like blows out on its own. And it's like, we had our, you know, a, like a, someone standing like with a, you know, a board, like, extinguisher or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, if people saw some of the behind the scenes of making movies, it's like ridiculous. <laughs> I love that. Have you ever had pathetics done like this before? Because I won't say what it is, but you have some pretty heavy duty prosthetics. Uh, yes, uh, I have. I've done one other role that required uh, quite a bit. I played a creature in a movie a long time ago uh, called The Underneath, and it, it was like a two and a half hour, three hour process um, wow. to get it on. 
Um, and that, that was like full face, um, didn't, didn't do, wasn't body, but it was full face with, with teeth and, um, all of that, which was a lot. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So that, so I was a little bit prepared for the end. Um, and KO is our, uh, makeup artist and she's incredible. Um, and she actually, we're, we're working on another project together, but, uh, yeah, she's, she's incredible. And a lot of it was like placed individually and she just, she just is, uh, really seamless on doing it. And that was actually pretty comfortable. Um, oh. Just, you know, it takes a while to get on, but not too, not too bad. Uh, not too bad once, once you have it on. Looked great and horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Painful. So yeah, very yeah. effective. <laughs> yes, she yes, did an amazing job. Yeah. Well, I think something I appreciate about two witches is that the witches are, are evil and dark in the movie. And um, we don't get that a lot, I don't, I don't think, in modern movies about witches. They're usually presented, which is, I'm not against this either, but they're more presented, you know, they're part of nature and they're not necessarily evil. And this yeah. is, you know, more of a traditional witch I think a lot of people think of as a, you know, evil witch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they, you know, wanted to uh, have a story about uh, some women that were, you know, badass and um and someone that you actually kind of might end up rooting for in a, in a weird way, or you want to see what's going to happen next uh, with her. Um, that's definitely, like I said, something that drew me to her was um, finding the complexities in that and like what I can relate to. Cause, you know, obviously like I'm not a witch and I don't uh, hopefully relate to, you know, uh, doing horrible things to people, but I uh, can you know, I think a lot of us uh, can relate to like feeling lonely and feeling like outside, like an outsider and like nobody really sees you um, and like what you would do with that. If you if you weren't a great person and you had powers, what would you do with that? Um, so that was an interesting look uh, for me is finding finding that in in getting my way into her um, to have some fun and not just not just playing this, you know, character that's evil, but like yeah. why? why she is where she's coming from well, i think the best villains are always uh, not always I, I guess there's some cool just straight up evil things but uh the most part evil uh the best villains are ones that are they have humanity to them right 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 and that's you know it goes to like her speech at the end that you know it's like she just was like looking for like someone to love her which is you know sad because that's you know a lot of us feel that way and we just want to be loved even the people that are like her so you know especially with the idea of doing another one you know you want to if you want to follow this character you you want right. some connection to, to yeah him. and you know he yeah we have a script and so now we're hopefully you know hopefully get to film it um maybe this year if not next next but oh, good um would, you know i love i'm really excited to see uh, where her character is going to go because now she's going to be more you know into her own and like figured stuff out so it's like now really see what she can do um you know now that she's a little more more powerful yeah and the covenant it a, itself is so yeah like neil was mentioning the evil witches but then i think well where there's so many ways i could think of this film possibly going so i'm definitely it's not going to just be like oh here's the the sequel and this very predictable i can't predict where it's going to go Right. Me neither. No idea what's going to happen, and that's really exciting because it yeah. was a different movie. Yeah. yeah, like this. I don't want to spoil the movie at all, but it does. It could be what you're saying. Uh, 
is your character, you know, more redeemed in the second one? You know, it, it could lead that way. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting, uh, interesting thing to look at, um, and uh, you know, finding the, like we said, the, the morality, the humanity of someone, and what that looks like as well um, is an interesting. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. I'm not really sure yet where how it's gonna, you know, go. So we'll we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> and it was cool on the commentary. Pierre kept talking about you know building this universe and mentioned like some characters that you really only briefly see and and it was kind of like uh you know just uh so people see who they are then you might see more of them you know in, yeah. in future episodes yeah yeah absolutely like building this um you know especially yeah some of the characters that you kind of started to get to know uh could easily come back and you know i don't know it's it's a magical world so you, you know there's a world in which people that they're dead could come back who knows you know <laughs> right right interesting yeah. you know you never know you never know that's that's the fun of it um that's why i had a lot of fun making the movie because you aren't exactly sure um it could go in any different way which is which is really fun i thought so, it was I really fascinating that the things that were happening i was i was kind of like like there was all the trickery she did with people and then one of these particularly horrible things i'm like no it's going to be something else what's it going to be there's like a surprise moment i think probably know what i'm talking about with the mom is this a, uh which part that the, the part when she ends up going to the moms oh yes yes, yeah. yes and i'm just like no i was really like wait no can't be which i don't always feel that way watching a movie it was very much was like i'm waiting on the edge of my seat for what is this going to be because it went so many different ways of this person psychologically could just screw with people psychologically like there just could have been nothing and yeah. uh yeah it was very it was very powerful her level of evil and trickery yeah that scene was really fun that one actually interestingly enough is one of my favorite scenes in the movie but also on set was the one that I felt the worst about. Um, oh, really? Just, which is like, a, a, you know, a lesson as an actor, it's like that you can't always trust how you feel, <laughs> but it's not always uh, accurate. Um, yeah, I just, it was, there was a lot of moving parts. There was a lot of uh, pieces to it. There was a lot of things that weren't there. Like obviously the bunny, you know, uh, that was put in later, um, you know, uh, so there's a lot of things you're, you're working with that aren't actually there that you have to try to pretend are there. And then uh, just action sequences that are, you're trying to film that makes sense. And it just, it felt like I was kind of all over the place, which I guess works because she would have been kind of as well. And like yeah. pretending that she had it all together um, and then, you know, of course, Pierre edited it beautifully. And so it turned out great. And this, you know, like I said, one of my favorite scenes, but um, it's interesting in the process, I felt very lost in it. And, you know, I guess works well for Masha because she would have been figuring it out too. So, um, yeah. Speaking uh -huh. of her name, is there a story to Masha? It's not a name I've ever seen before. And they even noticed that in the movie. It's not Marsha, it's Masha. Do you know anything about where um, that came from? It was just the name he liked. Um, <laughs> like, well, that's an interesting name we can give her. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it it may, yeah, I think it was more or less like something he liked. Mm -hmm. um, he'd have to maybe. Um, I love it because it's like something that you won't forget either, you know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> 
Uh, I saw in the end credits that it was uh, filmed during COVID. How did that affect um, the filming the movie and did it change anything from the script? Yeah, so we started before COVID and then of course we got shut down with, with COVID. So um, by the time we came back, uh, the very last scene, uh, I think you guys will know what I'm talking about when I'm hurt and then with all the witches around me. Mm -hmm. And we filmed that because it was during COVID and, you know, we were working with, you know, we were very concerned working with older people as well. We all, we filmed all of that individually. So I didn't film it with anyone else in the room. It was just me. And then uh, Pierre and uh, Max, the producer, just told me where to look and what was happening and who was speak. Like they would pretend to be speaking the part and like where to like look and see. Um, so that was challenging just because I like, I don't, you don't know exactly what it's going to look like or what the witch, you know, you're using a lot of your imagination. And, you know, it, you would never know that they, we weren't all together, but that was definitely an interesting challenge um, to uh, feel like you're like really in it when it's like just, just you. <laughs> yeah. And if someone else had been the director and different people doing this, it could have been awful. But yes. Sounds, yes. You really yes. sound like you, this guy yes. is a trustworthy filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah, and Pierre, I trust him immensely uh, to tell me like, okay, what are we, what's what's happening? What are we doing? And uh, he makes it work and we make it work together. And um, I trust I trust him very much in that, which, you know, that like said, that's important because it could not go well and, you know, it could make it as you an actor look bad, so. Uh, Brandon, let me grab this here. Brandon wants to know, I hope to <clears throat> collaborate with everyone here. What is your dream project someday, Rebecca? Ooh, um, that's good. I get asked that a lot and I never have a great answer because I don't have a specific, oh, I want to do this. It's more or less like I just want to keep playing really interesting, fun, different, unique characters. Um, that's always been a goal um, if, I, if I'm able to choose. You know, sometimes you audition and we don't get to always pick what the job's going to be because we need money or whatever um but if i have the choice um i yeah that's my my goal is just to keep picking characters that i love that i'm passionate about that are different interesting and that you know hopefully people would say oh i can't wait to see that because i know it'll be weird or different um so yeah i would say that more or less than something specific did uh two witches did it uh it had a festival run it did. It did. It went to um, Grimfest um, in England. It went to uh, uh, Stages in Spain. It went uh, to several like film quests in Utah. It went to quite a few different um, festivals. I didn't. I didn't get to go to most of them. I went to the one in uh, Utah. But uh, Pierre and Max, our producer, they they went to a bunch of the ones around the world. Yeah. And they said it was really interesting to watch it in Spain because it's you know obviously it's in English and then it's translated. So like the jokes, like everybody would laugh like a second later, you know, like, like after they read <laughs> the bottom. So they said that was really fun. Yeah. Um, what yeah. was it like for you seeing with an audience? It was, it was really fun because I really feel like this is a movie that really should be seen with an audience because of the weirdness and the quirkiness. And then it's that thing where you're like, am I allowed? Like I'm supposed to laugh, but like it feels <laughs> weird. Like, they just, 
I don't know, like when one person in the audience starts laughing, like everybody's like, okay, I'm, I'm okay to laugh. Like this is supposed to be funny, you know? Um, so that was really fun to see everyone's reactions. And then of course, like when things were gross, people were like, oh, you know, like audibly gasping or like grossed out or just, um, you know, hearing the reactions around me was, was really fun as well. Yeah, it's a very con contrasting movie. I mean, you open, this isn't a big spoiler because it opens with, you know, eating babies and then you have uh, some comedic stuff. So uh, it's all over the place. And I can imagine that is a, a fun experience with a group of people. Right, to see what people are going to oh, yeah. react to is, is fun. And then sometimes you don't realize lines are funny and then, the, but they are, you know, because like yeah. when you're filming it, it's like, you know, you, you're not filming it thinking it's funny and then it ends up being really funny, which is great, so... I remember watching Human Centipede 2 by myself, and I was thinking, my almost just like, like we said, I was like, am I supposed to be laughing at this stuff? And then I watched it with an audience, and everyone else was laughing. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not. Or maybe I still am a weirdo, but everyone else is. <laughs> what are you about well, to say? Just enjoying the experience together. There's something right. about, you know, comedies and horror, especially with an audience, are different. Even dramas, but like movies that really elicit a reaction. Um, is much more, much more of a collective experience when you're watching it with other other people, and you feel like you enjoy the movie that much more. Actually, mm -hmm. uh, what were you about to say, Bill? Sorry. Oh, I was going to um, ask if there were any parts of the movie that you were waiting for, like a particular scene that you were concerned about what the audience reaction would be. Uh, probably the end. Not the very end, but the scene with the guy in the bed. Oh. That one for sure. Um, <laughs> I feel like could be, and maybe some people did think could be taken the wrong way. And there were a few people that did think that and is what it is. I mean, not everyone's going to love everything. So um, I was, but for the most part, um, I think majority of people took it for what it was supposed to be and the fun of it. And then, you know, so, um, but yeah, that one was a little concerning for me. <laughs> and then of course the way that I opened the movie is very, in my chapter, obviously is very, um, just kind of throws you right in. So you're like, okay, here I am. Now you're on the ride. <laughs> yes. There's no like a lead up, you know, there's no, getting warm so mm -hmm. yeah and uh I, pierre again he said it, that was uh the first scene they filmed with you too it wasn't just the first scene you see so yes i what's that like for that's your first scene as that character and i assume that i would also kind of set like if you're gonna you know you have to trust everyone on set to film that scene and to make a movie so i would assume that would you know give you a good feeling if everything went right Yes. Um, yeah, I was nervous going in because like I said, it's like a really more difficult scene to start with when you don't know anybody. You know, I had never I'd worked with anybody. I, you know, briefly met Pierre. It's like, hi, here we go. Um, thankfully, uh, Jacob, who was my scene partner, was incredible. Very nice, very uh, gracious, uh, safe partner who uh, I was very concerned about, you know, my safety and my feelings and making sure I was comfortable and everything, um, which was great. It made me feel, once I was on set and we were working, then I felt like no reservations when everybody was um, making sure the environment was as safe as possible for me. And it is an interesting, great way to start also because 
you're like, oh, here it is. Like, here we go. Like, there is no, and I don't really feel like any scene of Masha's really is safe. Like, it's they're kind of all of them are are very just like throwing into the deep end. So, um, it was a an interesting, great way to figure out her and like how I was going to navigate how to kind of do this. Um, and the faces like came into play. So that was like one of the first things we did too, and figuring that out. Um, and so it kind of, even though it was challenging, a you know you're throwing yourself into the deep end. It also I think worked out for the for the best because then I kind of knew what I was doing with her after that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'll post this here, Brandon. He's giving a little cheap plug for Zombie. That's fine. I'm going to werewolf <laughs> comedy horror film. We'll follow, which can you can watch on Tubi. Where can you view Two Witches? Yeah, so right now it's on uh, Arrow Video, like you said, and also on uh, Amazon Prime. You can rent it for a couple bucks. I think it's also free on Plex um, as of right now, but there's more news to come, so we'll see. Yeah, and there, uh, of course you can get the physical release too. Yes, and then there's also the Blu-ray that's I found out, um, obviously you can order on Amazon, but it's also at, well, I'm not sure if it still is, but for a while it was at Barnes & Noble, which was really fun. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh. When Annabelle and I were at um, Brooklyn Horror Film Festival, we met uh, Alan from um, Arrow, and he had a booth there. And uh, and your movie was there, Two Witches. So they had it for sale awesome. at the booth, which is cool. So, so how uh, did you get into acting to begin with? Uh, yeah, so I started at a young age. I started doing theater when I was 12. I've always been interested in it. I... My mom took me to see my first play when I was four <laughs> and I don't really remember the play, but I remember looking at her thinking and saying, I want to do that. And she was oh, like, nice. okay, sure. You're four. Yeah. You know? <laughs> All right. Like let's, let's calm down. Um, and I kept kind of bringing it up. And then finally, when I was 12, I didn't make the cheerleading squad in my uh, junior high and I was devastated and I was ready to like, just, quit school and be an actor or something. I mean, yeah. not any realistic expectations at all, but my mom was like, all right, fine. Like, let's try this. Let's try this acting thing. And I was like, okay. So she found a local children's group that they put on a musical every summer and anybody that wants to be in it can be in it. You know, you audition for the different parts, but everybody can be in it. So it was like, you know, it's kind of a safe way to see if I really a was like good at it. <laughs> B wanted to actually do it because wanting to do things and doing it are two different things. Um, and so, you know, and it was like once a week we would rehearse. So it wasn't a lot of commitment and it gave me a chance to see if this is actually like something I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And that was it. I fell in love with it. I did um, musicals and, and plays um, all through junior high and high school. And I went to school for theater and um, then TV and film transitioned in about 2010. But for whatever reason, it was just like, that was where I felt at home. That's where I felt. Um, I wasn't good at sports. <laughs> I'm not super athletic. Um, and so I tried to play volleyball and basketball in high, in uh, junior high, high school. I wasn't good. Um, and, but that, this was where like, I felt like people got me, like where I understood them and this need to express myself in the arts and playing, even playing kind of crazy characters started very young. Um, at 15, I booked like my first straight play and I, it was a 
it was kind of a like a horror play actually if you want it to be uh and i played like this little ghost girl they they found in a basement so it was like nice you know, yeah <laughs> worked uh from very young i was like playing weird characters so it has worked out um but yeah that that's it it was just um i never wanted to do anything else yeah. and your mom supported it which is yeah, both my parents have always been so supportive. My mom, you know, drive me to auditions um, or drive me to rehearsal if I booked something. Uh, they were always, you know, we came to everything. But, you know, there was also a part of her that I love that she's never been a stage mom. Uh, she, she let me find the auditions. Like, I would tell her, okay, I have an audition. I want to audition for this. I want to do this. Like, she never... Uh, pushed me to do anything. She never said I had to do it. Um, she was never driving dr the driving force of it. It was always me. Um, she was happy to drive me to where I needed to be and like support me and go watch the play musical or whatever I was doing. But um, if I had ever said, okay, I'm done, they would have been like, cool. Like next, on to the next thing. Like they were not, um, invested in that way and making sure like oh she has to do this like if they didn't they were never like that and so i always so that's been helpful because this career you have to be self-motivating you have to drive it yourself there is no one to do it for you there is no one to tell you to do your auditions there's no one to like tell you to get an agent there's no one to forcing you to do anything so if you don't do it you just don't do it so that kind of instilled in me in a very young age that I had to, if I wanted to do this, I had to make it happen for myself. Um, uh, do they watch your movies? Oh yeah. Nice. <laughs> they actually, so, so this is a great story. Um, they went, so my husband couldn't go to the film festival in Utah. So my parents were like, we'll go with you. And I was like, Oh, amazing. Like they'd never really done that. They hadn't seen the movie. So I was like, what a great way to see it. So that was really great until I sat in the audience with them and thought about the first scene. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, dad. <laughs> um, but yes, they've seen everything. Um, and they just recently, um, the my film, The Veil, that should be coming out hopefully later this year. It was at the Austin Film Festival and they drove up. They live in Texas. They live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. They drove up to Austin to see it. They hadn't seen the movie yet. So they drove up to be to be there. And that was really special. Um, so yeah, they're they've all they've watched everything, good, bad, everything in between. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And I saw uh, speaking of Texas, I saw you did your first uh, convention, I guess last year. Yeah, in, in, in El Paso. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So what was that? What was that experience like? It was really fun. I was, yeah, like you said, I did LA Comic Con here mm -hmm. a couple of years, but this was my first time like officially being an official guest of the con. Um, and yeah, they treated us so well, um, had no complaints uh, at all. Um, it was fun meeting people and a lot of, you know, Two Bitches fans, a lot of SVU fans, which was fun. Um, and to hopefully, you know, get to do more in the future. Uh, as well, and as more things come out. Yeah. Can you tell us about Crust? I can. I can. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I'm allowed. No. Right. Uh, yeah. So, like you said, Crust um, is uh, directed and starred uh, and produced in Pretty Wrote uh, by Sean Whalen. 
uh, who was in Twister and uh, lots of other great movies, um, Never Been Kissed and um, lot, uh, list goes on, right? Um, and uh, so I, uh, so that one's about a guy who, he plays a guy who owns and lives in a laundromat. And uh, after the socks are left over by people that, you know, just forget to pick them up, he collects them on and puts them in a pile and uses them to, you know, wipe his nose and do other things that I would mention. <laughs> and they're like a crusty pile in this corner. And when he gets uh, beat up one day by some bullies, people aren't very nice to him. The sock monster comes to life and avenges all of his enemies and is uh, called Crust. So, so in that I play uh, his love interest. So that was really fun. And uh, the crust, uh, the, the creature is all practical effects, no CGI. Nice. Um, yeah, we had a puppeteer, um, Rachel on set, who was incredible. Um, I remember the first time, the first day, we had a scene in the office and and I got to see her move him for the first time. And I was just like, the, thankfully the camera wasn't on me because I was just like, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, she's a genius. So it's going to be, um, it's in post now. So hopefully we'll have some good news to share soon. And yeah, it's, it's going to be um, really fun, I think. Yeah, it's really cool because I know this has been Sean's like dream project or you know passion project for a while. We had him on the show not on the last time he was because I think the last time when they guys actually got it you know made was the second time trying to crowdfund it. The first time we had him on and I don't think it it made it. Yeah, and I think it he yeah. changed mm -hmm. stuff around a little bit yeah. and uh, you know and finally get it made. And I was really excited because it sounded cool and Sean's a nice guy and I was happy to see you involved and and it just sounds really cool and fun yeah it's a really fun it's a horror comedy it's a really fun crazy film and i think people are really gonna hopefully love it um and it's like a weird thing because you love crust but yet he's doing bad things so you know you have that like what do i how do i feel <laughs> <laughs> and uh i've seen you know, since then you, you and sean like uh, you started your own production company and you're doing yeah, stuff so together. Each, so that's really cool. Yeah. So we each have our own, and okay. then, but we're working in, con in conjunction together um, on some uh, producing some horror stuff. Yeah. Some scripts. So um, yeah. So we don't have anything to announce yet on that, but um, it's been an interesting uh, journey uh, to find some stuff that I, that we want to produce and act in and direct and all the stuff. So um, I've just recently started producing, so I'm looking forward to seeing how that how that goes. How did you get involved in that? Is that something you wanted, like like you actively like, pursued, or is it something that kind of came about, you know, through making independent films? Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, I've always kind of like been interested in it. My husband's told me for like years, like you should, like I think you'd be great, like you should produce. Um, as well, you know, I, I, acting is always going to be like my first love and I'm never like going to give that up to do the other, but, um, I don't know. It, it sounds like bad as far as, so as an actor, you have very little control, right? You, the only thing you can control is your performance on set, but you have no say in how it turns out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so sometimes you like wish that you could have a little bit more say in things, um, a little bit more of, I don't know, not control, because that sounds like you need to like 
control everything, but just that you, you get to influence. Yeah, that you have influence yeah. and you get to collaborate and like uh, you get to have a little bit more, um, like you said, influence in how things go. And so I've been interested in that um, and what that would look like and how I could do more than just act in a project and move to the next and that'd be it. Um, and how I could, you know, also develop my own projects as well. And so I've produced a little bit before, um, not more vanity credits than anything, but then Sweet Molly, which I filmed last year in Utah, was the first film that I really was like a producer on that I'm actually also starring in. So that um, was a really interesting, uh, ex great experience. I had a wonderful time figuring that out and still learning <laughs> how everything works. But I liked being in the casting process. I've liked being uh, in the, you know, uh, how it looks, the, how the trailer is looking, how the film's looking. It just is interesting to be in that process and know more about it than just being on the sidelines um, and not seeing, uh, you know, not getting to see the process of everything. Not to say like, of course, you know, happy to be just an actor and things as that comes along too. But it's it's been a, an interesting learning experience as I um, directed my first short film over the summer. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, so I was able to take like that experience into this, just trying to learn as much as I can about about as much as I can, if that makes sense. Well, what's the short film? Uh, so I can't really say much yet, okay. but it is a, actually a little quirky comedy. All right. Well, uh, what are your? I know you. Without saying, you know what it's about. You know too much. Also, it's hard to talk about a short film what it's about because it's a short film, and you can, you know, give away the whole thing. But uh, what are your plans to do with it? Like, uh, do you want to do like festivals? Yeah. So that's yeah. So it's going to be festivals. Um, what we can, what will happen with that, and then also kind of a, you know, using it as kind of a calling card sure. um, to start. Like this is what I can do, and. Yeah, to start um, to the other side of things, to uh, maybe direct more, to um, be involved more in uh, developing films and um, doing the kind of projects and parts that I want as well. Like, I feel like really blessed the last few years, especially with, you know, Two Witches and The Veil and like um, Crust to play these, these characters that are really, um, have meant something to me and are really powerful. And I want to keep doing that. And I also am like, okay, then I can also maybe have a say in how that comes about. And I don't have to just wait around for them to come to me. I can also actively make them too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have several friends from doing the show um, or being at festivals whose similar path was like, they weren't always getting uh, roles that they found interested or whatever, interesting or whatever. And so they started to produce or write direct for i don't want to make this sound like egotistical like oh so i have a cool role but to to have roles that interested them right yeah and even celebrities are doing it you know not to say like i'm any like thing like that but like it's not just on the indie level it's also on the big level i mean mm -hmm. i just saw a interview with reese witherspoon who said like she funded her own production company so she could make the kind of projects that she wants to make instead of just waiting around for people to hire her. I mean, a lot of that is going to happen, right? You're still going to audition. You're still going to um, book stuff you're not involved in other than acting. But in the meantime, instead of just waiting for the phone to ring or waiting for that next audition, we can be actively um, creating as well. 
-hmm. You mentioned something earlier talking about when you were in school and the idea of you just use the word again about being a creator. It's not, you are an actress, but there's more than that. Like you want to be creating mm -hmm. and being in all of the different parts. It just sounds like an amazing experience for you to continue to be able to develop and grow into all of these different areas. Sounds, sounds fun. <laughs> sounds like a lot of hard work, but really fun. Yes, way. it is. Absolutely. Um, so Sean, uh, Waylon, he, he told me, he kept bugging me. He's like, you should direct, you should direct, you should direct. And I was like, ah, I don't know. You know, like I've directed theater before, but it's been a very long time and I've never directed uh, film and TV ever. And he kept saying it. And uh, he was like, I see it on my own set. I see that you are doing it. You just aren't doing it, if that makes sense. And he's like, if we write a script for you, will you do it? And I was like, okay, sure. Like, and like a week later, he's like, we have the script. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then we went like that was in June. And then we went and we made the film at the end of July. Hmm. So uh, and then now it's just, you know, now it's in the post process and we're in the music stage and all that right now. And it's it's been a lot. It took a little bit of uh, we were rewiring a little bit that I was the quote unquote boss, because <laughs> people kept asking, well, what do you want, Rebecca? And I'm like, I don't, oh, wait, it does matter. Like it actually, like I am the one saying like, this is your film. So you get to like decide, which is also really scary because if you, you know, if it's not good, then it's on you as well. Right. But if you don't take the risk, then, you know, you'll never know. So um, I think, like you said, also surrounding yourself with people who are lifting you up, who are encouraging you, who are uh, willing to jump and do it with you is, is everything. And I've always had like amazing um, people I've worked with. And, and then, but recently I've had different people that as far as like um, being able to be like, you should do this opportunity here, here, I'll give it to you, which wow. is, um, I've been really lucky in that. Um, so yeah, so I hope to, you know, continue on this path and see what happens. And hopefully, like, you know, the next time I'm on, maybe we'll have something else. I'll be like, and now I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how about the other kind? Uh, we had Mary C. Russell on when she was making it. And um, we she gave us the trailer to post it first. And so uh, yeah. do you know where that's like going? Uh, I don't yet. I mean, I know it's done. Um, and so I'm, I think we're um, waiting on uh, festivals to hear back on festivals mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, distribution at this point, as far as I am aware. Um, yeah. So I'm excited. I, I, I saw it. Um, but I know that the last time I saw it, I think some changes have been made a little bit. So I haven't seen the final, final cut yet. So I'm excited to see uh, the finished product. Yeah. I assume you're used to that, but, um, you know, you make something, you film something, and then it it might come out, you know, a few years. But is that, um, is that ever, I don't want to say annoying, but it's always ever frustrating? Uh, sometimes when you, like, feel like, oh, the footage is going to be so good and I want to be able to use it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> or you want people to see it. Sometimes waiting is, is hard, it's, you know, uh, can be, like, that's a nice thing, obviously, about TV is when you film you know, especially if you're from like a guest star on like one episode or something, you know, it's going to come out in like a couple months and then you've got the the work to show. 
Um, sometimes with films, it's like you can have done like four or five that are all in post. And so it feels like you've done nothing, even though you have, because <laughs> right. they can't see any of the films yet, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't really feel real until it's actually out there for people to watch. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, but I know I understand the process, especially my own uh, own short, just uh, it takes a while. It takes a bit, especially on the indie level when you don't have like studio funding and you don't have all that backing to just takes a bit to go through editing and color correction and all those other sound and music and all those things are just, um, just take, a, just take a bit, um, you know, so. Uh, along those lines, like uh, to find somebody who does the color correcting and all these different um, jobs. Um, is that just something you, for, from being an actor in other films, like you got to meet some of those people and just like kept in mind, like, Oh, this will be a good person if I ever would do something, I would like to ask them because they were good, you know, on this other movie I was acted in. Yeah, that's a great question. So for my short, I got really lucky in that. So uh, Jaron Lewis is our DP for Crust. And so he needed to come back to LA. He's from uh, Tennessee. Um, he needed to come back to LA to do a reshoot day for Crust. We had some, a couple scenes that we needed to reshoot. And so we just planned for he was going to be here a week because he was also he's also editing the film. And so uh, we're like one of the days, a couple of the days that you're here, are you down to like shoot my film? And he was like, I'm down. And uh, he was so cute. He's like, OK, I, I, I want to shoot your film. He's like, I can't, but I can't edit it. And I was like, OK, yeah, no problem. Like, not a problem. We'll find someone, not an issue. Like so. But after he shot it, then he came to me and he's like, I want to edit it. <laughs> so, <laughs> It's like, I think once he, you know, once, once he was committed, he's like, I don't want anybody else to come and mess this up, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and so I'm so thankful for him to be willing to do that for me um, when he, you know, probably has a lot of other things to be doing um, that he took the time out to help me with my short and my first, uh, my first project. And I want to, you know, put something out that's the best it can be. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, yes, it is a lot of Thankfully, as an actor for this long, I've met a lot of amazing, amazingly talented people behind the scenes, in front of the scenes um, that, you know, Pierre will often ask me like, hey, do you have any recommendations for this role? And he'll send me what the role is. And I'm like, yep, here's, you know, here, here's four actors or here's an actor and, and he's used them. And so uh, that's been lovely to be able to kind of give back and pay it forward and um, have, and then on my, for me, I'm like, that's, I'm so lucky to get amazingly talented people to yeah. be, to help. Yeah. And, uh, I think for people watching this who want to make, uh, anything on any level, it's good advice. Also, uh, I would recommend, uh, film festivals cause you're going to meet a lot of other people who work in movies and yeah. you get, oh, build relationships and collaborate. Yeah, so on a quick story on that. So Sweet Molly, the we just um, released the trailer like on Monday, actually, um, or Tuesday, one of those days. I'm like, what day is it now? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I met the director uh, at, at Film Quest, which is a film festival in Utah when Two Witches was playing. And he saw the film and he, you know, he, uh, and now, you know, with Instagram, it makes it so easy. Everybody just like, you know, follows each other and you can keep in contact and then, uh, he, you know, messaged me a while after and was like, I have some scripts, like, I'd love you to look at them, like, I'd love you to play this part. And I looked at it. And I was like, 
yes, I'd love to came on board as, you know, as an actor and a producer. And like, we just made it last, um, last August. So, mm. and that's a connect I made at the festival. So, um, you kind of never know who you're going to meet and who's going to watch your work and who's going to remember you. Uh, same thing with like the veil, um, the producer, I was in an act one acting class with him like in 2018 like mm -hmm. he audited the class i sat next sat next to him um and then like four or five years later he messaged me on twitter and was like we have this script and we'd love for you to play wow. Anna. like will you look at it and like two months later we were in pennsylvania filming so when they say it to you know like it's a lot of that is 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 true and just getting yourself out there and meeting people and making relationships and keeping um keeping those up as much as best you can and mm -hmm. you just never know who's like secretly watching yeah, yeah. wow um also I, um along those lines sometimes um a lot of my friends that work with a lot of the same people and i think a lot of that is not only that they know their talent stuff. It's you find people you trust and you like to work with, and then you, you, why wouldn't you want to continue to work with them? Yeah. I mean, if you know, it works, why if it's not broken, don't <laughs> fix it. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, and you another thing on every level, like, uh, you know, you know, Quentin Tarantino works with the, a lot of the same people and then, uh, independent people I know work with the same people. Yeah. If you know, someone's great, um, and you know, they're hard worker and they're going to show up and they're going to do their job. Why not? You yeah. know, um, so that's, I mean, as an actor, obviously, like, uh, sometimes there just aren't roles for you. And sure, things. sure. And I don't, you know, I I don't want someone to put me in something just to work with me if I yeah. don't actually fit yeah. the character like that feels like, then it's just, it's just a mess. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the idea is to continue to um, work with people that you love, that you hopefully get to work with people you love continually and like find projects that you can work together if you don't have something. And um, that's what kind of I'm finding now is like, okay, what we want to work together again, like what can we find that works for us? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and so you get it, you get, you know, why Mike Flanagan, you know, hires the same actors over and over again. It's like, I get it. Cause you know, they're, they're, they, he knows they love their come deliver. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to ask some witch questions since we're doing winter of the witches here. Okay. I may um, not. Is, are these answers like <laughs> facts answers? Like I have to know that. Nah, answer. it's like a, your opinion answer. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. We're, now it's the written quiz. <laughs> I know. I was like, no, <laughs> you're like in 1847. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what we should have done. That, that's know. the new, a new uh, version of the show. Uh, just, uh, what's your favorite witch movie? Besides your own. Besides my own. Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. Practical Magic, I think. Interesting. That's a good thing. I was going to say, it doesn't have to be horror. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think would be like, yeah. And how about your favorite looking witch in a movie or TV show? So it doesn't, you know, not necessarily your favorite movie, but just the look. That's like, this is uh, what I like. Oh, the look. Um Oh, I mean, Beth, 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 wow, let me start that again. Beth Midler <laughs> in Hocus Pocus. All right, very good. I mean, I mean, that's the idea, right? Like, to play a character that is so iconic that people dress up as you from oh, literally yeah. a movie that they made in the 90s, that people yeah. are still, like, you dress up as and everybody's like, know who it is. Like, there's no question, like, how cool, you know? 
Yeah, that, that's actually a very good point. Yeah, uh, I like this comment. Give a thorough breakdown of the Salem witch trials. <laughs> <laughs> it is the best. Yeah, well, Annabelle and I are close to uh, Salem. So. I'm like, okay, gather up, people. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been to Salem? That wasn't on my list, but. No, but two witches actually, that was the first festival they went to. Oh, really? Oh, okay. really? Oh. So I didn't get to go, but like, I was like, oh, that's fitting. It's perfect. Yeah. Well, have you ever used a Ouija board? I have not. All right. I'm too scared. <laughs> I know I've seen too many movies. I don't want to invite anything in. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Annabelle and I have used the Ouija board, but Annabelle didn't want to keep it in her house, I believe. And I wouldn't let you keep it yourself. Right, right. Yeah. I have it around, around somewhere. So my mom knew a friend, had a friend growing up that had a Ouija board that they tried to get rid of like there's two or three times and it kept showing up back in their house. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm someone who doesn't believe that stuff. And then we used it in a cemetery that's considered haunted and we were getting actual answers with it. And, uh, and they weren't like, cause I think if you were going to make up stuff, even like not like, you know, without thinking about it, like there would be something like really, crazy but it was like very mundane things you know yeah you're like yeah yeah you're like asking questions like you know what's your favorite food and they're like is uh, this old guy who was a doctor he was like a family practice doctor i think and he grew old with his wife and i think neil asked is your wife there with you and that's when he couldn't answer and then we found out after yeah. That's well, the weirdest thing is it kind of just kind of moved all around the board and never landed anywhere. Yeah. But we found out afterwards that that cemetery, uh, well, you remember better than I do, Neil. So what it was. Yeah, because it's local cemetery? to me. The reason why like people consider it's haunted is um, the tombstones have moved around at night. And, and, and so when they built the Cape Cod Canal, it flooded. And a lot of the tombstones aren't over the right uh, bodies. And so then when we got an answer, the answer just kind of floated around. I, I, you start to like think up and it's a, it's a very strange experience, especially yeah, after. I, didn't know I, found out the, the I thought there. you didn't know about that either. I didn't right? either. I didn't, no, I didn't. Right? Know. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. that's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so who knows? But yeah. it was interesting. Yeah. You're like, I'm yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, like, well, when Kira told us that story about the guy, like just staying in the hallway for the last oh, few hours, I was like, yeah. That's really creepy. Because, like, nobody's going to, like, prank that. That's too long. Like, no one's going to stand. Yeah, for two hours. Yeah, you're really committed to the joke at that point. Yeah, that's, like, really committing. And I don't know that anybody's that committed. Uh, I'd be one... weird if someone was that committed to something like that. That's that's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe they need help. <laughs> uh, if you were a witch, what spells would you want to be able to use? Ooh. All I can think about is like, like superpower ones. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I'd want to be able to teleport. Yeah. That would be nice. Um, then you could just go wherever, whenever, and and get there quickly. That would be nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why they they have the broomsticks. I guess. Yeah. I mean, if well, I, the teleportation's probably a lot easier than than flying on a broomstick. Uh, what other witchy, um, like, what are the options? <laughs> no, 
I don't know that's a, yeah, it should be a multiple choice, I guess. But I know it's like all I can think of is like love potion, but I wouldn't, yeah, do that. yeah, it's, yeah. But no, I well, I like kind of making your own, you can make your own spell, I guess. Teleportation spell, I think that's a good answer, yeah, or like move things with my mind, like, tell yeah, telekinesis, so. right. um, like, yeah, like having, like, you know, like Matilda having being able to have like where your house like cleans itself, right. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. Greetings from Oz. I believe that he means Australia, not uh, the wild, wonderful Oz. The yellow. Or he could mean that. Who knows? He could mean that. Very good. It's very true. I believe it's a flying monkey. Uh, Jeff. That'd Ball. be great. He's like, yeah. greetings from. <laughs> so, uh, people could check out two witches it's on arrow you can get uh you mentioned you can get on amazon mm -hmm. and uh where can people follow you to see what you're up to yeah so i'm on instagram um at becca b-e-k-a-h-k mm -hmm. long story on why that name is that and then rebecca kennedy on twitter i'm also on facebook but i don't have any more facebook friend room but ah, I don't people can you still follow, follow right? Yeah. yeah, you can still follow. Um, I just feel bad because I have people that are like, add me. And I'm like, I don't have any room. It is a dumb rule that they've kept forever, which I don't really I don't understand, understand why they care if you have 5,000 friends. Like, what is the... Yeah. Well, well, how does that impact them? Will it yeah. explode yeah. if you have more? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It could be good for them. It keeps more people you. on the site. Yeah. If someone can follow you, isn't that effectively the same thing? Because if you make... Well, it's not people, only because like then I can't see their stuff. So oh, I mean, like, for Facebook. Oh, that's true. Right. Yeah, like, when you're not friends. Yeah. Or if you put, friends. like, friend-only posts, I don't think they can see them. Yeah, either. they can. Well, I mean, I do all my stuff public because I do have a lot yeah. of people that just follow, but yeah. and I don't post anything I wouldn't want. And then there's just, like, the idea that you you feel like I feel this way and I'm not anyone important, but it's somewhat, I like, I can't because I'm at 5,002, and then it, you're almost like, like you're trying to be like a big shot, like, oh, follow me, you know, if you can't. But, you know, I would just befriend everyone. if, if Yeah, if I mean, no I would. Well, and then I get people that drop off, like either they unfriended me or right. got rid of Facebook or whatever. Yeah. And then I'll be like, oh, they'll have like three spots open. And I'm like, I don't need you. I got people waiting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> very cool. Well, this I mean, is very like that. Great. Because you're like, oh, I wonder what they're up to and then you go and look and you're like oh you're not friends anymore and that's why <laughs> yeah that's happened that's happened to me yeah. yeah or or if you just look at an old post for whatever reason and you can see who liked the river and then you see like the ad friend next to the name oh yeah you wonder what's what's up with that and you're like what did i do <laughs> yeah exactly i think the other way is like what the hell's wrong with that person but you're yeah, like, what, really? did like what, what did they do <laughs> yeah that's well, and then people deactivate, and a lot of times, if they deactivate, like I'll unfriend because I'm like, I don't know if they're coming back. I do this, yeah. I wish there was an easy way to do that because I've tried to like bring down my friends list a little bit, but you have to scroll and scroll. I know I didn't get rid of these little pictures recently. I did get rid of a lot of people that like hadn't posted in five, seven years or something, and I was like, if they're still around, like they're not posting anymore. Yeah. Um, or people that were like it was obviously like a spam account where it was just like just you know like yeah. another yeah like um, pairs of ray-ban glasses or but whatever. it's a lot it's a lot to go through yeah. yeah it's just hard to even do that 
uh, originally for a little while, I'd put in weird like lettering cues and stuff and see what names would come up and people I knew couldn't be real. I'd get rid of, but it's just a hard thing to go through that many people. And and now I really like only friend people that, yeah, I have, excuse me. I have a lot of uh, like mutual friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I know those mutual friends. So I'm like, okay, maybe this person is like, you know, real. Yeah. Like, okay. A real person who maybe you have something in common with. Yeah. Or if they're in the industry, like definitely yeah. try to friend them. Um, you know, and it's not like, I feel bad because some people have been just in my ad friend for a long time, but I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> I know, right? I feel like I can't delete someone. So this be like to make like, names. And then I was just posting the same stuff. And I'm like, people are like literally seeing the same. They don't want to see two posts from me. Like, mm. I don't know if people even want to see one. Like, they definitely don't <laughs> want to see two. You know? Yeah, if you have multiple pages. Yeah, yeah, it's like the multiple. And then I, it's like, who can keep up with two pages? Like, I can keep up with two. Like, I got too many social medias as it is. Like, well, I even think that with the, you know, Twitter instagram and my facebook a lot of it's just me plugging the same thing over and over well because you do have like a different audience like i have different people on instagram that i do on like facebook's a lot of family and friends Mm -hmm. and then they're not on instagram and then twitter is like a whole nother audience or x or whatever it's called um (laughs) is a whole nother audience that because that's a lot of like writers that i've Mm -hmm. met like people like that that aren't on you know not friends with on facebook so it's a it's a lot. You know, you're like hitting all the audiences. <laughs> right. And then, of course, threads. And, uh, I know, and th- I'm on there and yeah. I don't know. And Friendster. No. That's the thing now, too? No, that's an old that's an old no, one. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Although I did see someone post, like, I'm on this new platform. And I was like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> it's too much. It is. Yeah, I've joined a lot that never, I don't think, ever go anywhere. So. I think threads is uh, like just once people say, oh, this is going to be a new one that people will use and then I'll join it. No one ever uses it. But threads, actually, people are on it. So I guess that one's going to be. one. Yeah, I do. Well, and then like, does anyone still use? I guess people still. I can't remember what it's called now where. But it was really big during the pandemic where it was just voices. Oh, why can't Hmm. I think of the name? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I I might not have been on it. Yeah, like so you were just listening. Like if you go huh. in rooms, yeah. And anybody like anyone's room you could go into, like you could start your own room or you could go into like somebody else's room. And you couldn't see anybody, mm-hmm. but it was and it was just voices and that was really big during the pandemic because a lot of like casting directors and people like that were like doing so a lot of actors yeah. were, but now I can't even remember the name of it. <laughs> but then it's I have name. That's so strange. Remember, tout was was something for uh for that was like short that was all short videos tout, and uh, WWE actually bought it and like they were trying to make it their own social media thing and it was just a big failure. But I can't keep up. I mean, yeah. it was fine for a while. Blue Sky was kind of oh yeah, that was one that I joined that everyone took. You had to be like uh, someone had to send you an invite for it. Yeah, I love the ones that are like you have to have like like specialty invite like doesn't do anything yeah then i finally get one and like oh yeah this is this this desolate place that it's the yeah it's a desert yeah 
I know slashers out there, and I wish that would take off, but I've never really seen uh, really a lot of interaction. What is that? Is that like a literal for like horror? People? It's like a horror uh, themed um, social uh, media. For a while now. Yeah, I it never. I wish it would be like active, but I, it doesn't seem very active to me. No, I think it's for the it's fans for the most part, but I haven't looked at that in years and years. No, I, I mean maybe, maybe it's maybe since I've gone, it's just a huge uh, success. I don't know, but. <laughs> <laughs> like little do you know it's like yeah it's like, like this idiot he doesn't about. know what he's talking about yeah i mean that's I, what all, yeah, all the I've kids love slasher it, I, I, I mean it's hard to keep up with what you have let alone yeah. like joining new new platforms yeah mm -hmm. there's only so much time in the day yeah because then you got to check those and like <laughs> right why and like i try to reply to everybody and that's like hard, you know hard so very hard yeah. i can't it's too much and I don't depend on like social media to survive, right? Because I understand that for you, this is part of your job is that you yeah. have to be out. This is part of the work is to be on social media. Yeah. And like, you know, yeah, well, and, and especially when you're doing like indie films, that's mm -hmm. part of how people know about them, right? Like that's, right. is you posting about it or, um, you know, someone posting about it. So especially when you don't have big money for big advertising. Um, that's kind of, kind of how you're getting it out there to begin with. And it's a lot. It can be a lot of like kind of daunting to feel like, you know, that. So, well, this came up recently in a movie I'm helping produce and they were asking me about actresses that actually that share out about the movie because it, it is a thing though it's like if yeah. if they're if they don't talk about the movie it doesn't necessarily help even if they're at talent or anything to have them involved because like who's gonna look up someone's i mean fans aren't gonna look up people's imdb and be like right, what are right. you doing like, let me go find <laughs> that movie mm -hmm. yeah you know and they say like it takes like how many times for people to see the same thing before they like go and watch it or whatever unless it's you know a big movie so yeah uh, a good thing, honestly, too, not just here, two witches. Um, the cover art's really cool on all the various ones they've done, which I think you know yeah, that like bring, brings you in. You know? up. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. I'm like, yeah. I can't point yeah. on the right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they all it really stands out. They all like, oh, what the hell is this? And well, that was his his thought was um, because he's like, you know, obviously we're an indie mini movie, like if people just see it based on like oh that's cool cover art because that i mean honestly that makes plays a big part of it like if i see a movie i've never heard of and i don't know anybody in it and the cover art looks really bad you're kind of like eh. mm -hmm. you know it's but like you know, sort of like you know people always talk about going to the video stores when i was a kid and you would see the cool cover art sometimes it would have nothing to do with the movie and you'd rent it it's a yeah. similar idea today but there's even more stuff out there. And mm -hmm. so that's the first thing that brings you in, you know? Yeah, that's what he said. He was like, if, I want to imagine like people are browsing at the store and they'd go, oh, that looks weird. Like, I'll check that out, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and alternatively, if it's something that's boring or just doesn't look good, I think that turns people away. Because it looks yeah. like it looks like the people who created didn't care. Right. You're like, if the, that's cheap made, then like, what's the film look like, you know? Yeah. Because that's your, that's kind of your advertising, right? Like that's your way to get people to see it. It's not just who's in it, but also like your trailer and your poster and any other art you have that, you know, gets people excited. Like 
you know, because alternatively, of course, like you could see cover art you love and then the movie's bad. Right. But, but at least you see it. But they got you to watch it. So it worked. Yeah. At the end of the day, it should be something good, but you still have to get people to watch it, even if it was yeah. good. Right, because that's the hardest, that's the hardest hurdle, or one of the hardest hurdles of making indie films is what, you know, not, of course, not counting actually getting a film made, because that's mm -hmm. like really hard. But once it's been made, is getting people to see it, getting it seen. That that's the that's the tricky thing. So. Yeah, because it's great the rise of all the, the streaming sites, you know, uh, Shutter, Arrow, and then uh, even Tubi and stuff. But that means there's so many things out there, uh, so many choices, and so you yeah, have to figure out somewhere. Inundated with so much content, and a lot of it is horror because that's you know obviously what's easy to easier to make to sell. So there's so much of it and to wade through the, uh, all of the choices, stuff can easily just get lost. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So everybody should watch Two Witches. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you so much yeah. for your support of the movie. It means a lot, uh, really uh, means a lot that you enjoyed it. So that's always nice to hear, so. Yeah, we should uh, have you back on sometime yeah. sooner than eight years. Yes, I agree. I would love to, you know, when the Veils comes out for uh, Crust, all those uh, love to come back and bring, you know, come back with Sean, especially. And yeah, it'll be really fun. Wonderful. Yeah, sounds awesome. good. Great. All right. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks guys. Yeah. Thanks yeah. again. Take Have care. a great day. Thank, Thank you. Bye. 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 All right. We will. All right. Very cool. Rebecca yeah. Kennedy. Yeah, she's awesome. That movie was scary. It is. I, I, I get scared by things, but not everything. And that one was legitimately scary and gross. And I kind of, I have to say, I kind of hated her character, but in a way that I was transfixed and wanted to know what's going to happen. I didn't want to like make her sad if I said it. Yeah, but, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, she's perfectly horrible. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, that's, I think, really, really, really excellent villains. You have to have a feeling about. You have to feel strongly about a villain. There's a really funny, lovable, in their horrible way villains. Mm -hmm. you've, got, you've got to have a strong feeling about a villain or the movie's just not going to work. I love that the, because uh, I was really wondering about the backstory of uh, the older witch and the, and that she's the director's mom. I was like, oh, that, I think that's pretty awesome. She's great in the movie too. Yeah. And I really love that they really went all in with, with the dark evil witch, that, um, the idea of eating children, all this, all the evil stuff of the witches. And not that I don't like a movie about, you know, witches or, um, actually you know uh you know about nature and they're not evil that's all great too but i don't i see a lot of that I, it was nice to where see you after you mentioned that i'm like where are these movies uh, that's what most with, of the modern with nice are. witches but, the witch isn't uh no not the witch well they i don't it's very odd because um the a lot of the people who really like the movie talk about how uh empowering it is to women and i don't under i do not understand no. No, because no. she sells her soul to the male witch. For the really, devil. For, I mean, for the, the male it. devil, she sells her soul to the male devil. Yes. Um, so I don't, seduced. I don't understand how it's and and there's, I don't want to tr sit here trash me, but I don't think there's really 
any seduction there. It's like all she sees is just nasty, gross stuff. And then all of a sudden she's like, he's like, you, you live life deliciously. And she's like, all right, <laughs> take my soul. He's like, oh, really. She was so overcome by the horrors around her that her mind snapped. And that was the option. Before. But how is that empowering to, to it's women? It's not. But I'm saying or... as far as how, she, how does she get brought into that and make that decision? She was pushed over the edge. I think, in my opinion, Gretel and oh. Hansel shows a much better uh, seduction to, to becoming a witch. Why someone might be seduced by that. You can't make every movie the same, though. I know that. I'm just That's just my opinion on the two movies. I'm not a big fan of the witch. Okay, I like the witch. I think it looks cool. It looks good. That's a that's. Hmm. Hmm. What were we saying before that happened? You were talking about oh yeah about the the oh the, Troy's power went out by the way. It's why he's oh, uh, no he way. doesn't yeah that sucks. That, from what he doesn't know because he says it's the nicest day, it's the nicest day this winter. I said, yeah, it's like because yeah. we went out today for a Chinese me, Troy and our bro and our mom and um and it was um super nice out actually. I yeah. just wore a sweater and even wore a jacket. Yep, it's gonna be even warmer this weekend. Yeah, so hopefully we're gonna go see um um. Lisa Frankenstein. Is that what's out? And Out of Darkness. So there's two horror movies. Lisa Frankenstein horror comedy uh, for Valentine's Day. And then Out of Darkness is like the caveman uh, horror movie. Oh. That's in a made-up language. Yeah, that's... We'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. So. Interesting. Oh, the witches. The mm. cover of witches. I like how... They were each so. It was almost like Cenobites. Now that I think about it, because they were so unique. Yeah, yeah. A unique look and creepiness factor to them, like the one with the glasses. Mm -hmm. Like, and it really did set up to like being a cool witch. I don't yeah. know. I was like, oh man, I hope. I, I'm glad she mentioned that there's a script and everything, because I didn't know, like, uh, you know, if they're made. Uh, I know yeah. the plan looked to be they're going to make a second yes. one. So, I, I I'm very interested to see it. Um, like she said, it's you know it's a, a small budget independent film, but it looks. I would not know that from yeah. uh, watching it. Definitely, everything they they, uh, they don't they don't try to do anything that they can't pull off. Everything is great in the movie. Uh, I like that it's got all the creepy faces and like I'd brought up with her. Like I you I could see how if that wasn't done right, it would come off like schlocky. And if it but was it, the it, only thing, like if right. that was your only thing that's scary, but it's not, there's so much more and it, it makes sense for what's happening. Like the actual things that are happening in the movie and what that kind of represents. The director seemed like a cool guy when I was listening to the commentary track, talking about a lot of the influence of uh, Giallo, uh, like, and I even noticed, like, there's one scene, I was like, oh, it feels like Suspiria, and he mentioned that and stuff. So I thought it oh, was cool. Mm -hmm. Definitely a horror guy. Maybe yeah. we'll get Pierre on sometime. Yeah, that would be great. Pierre. Pierre Cigardis. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to Crust. Cigardis. 
Sean Whalen, he's currently doing um, interpretive dancing on his Facebook. He did interpretive dancing with us. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. About that. He was he was the guy when we were at Texas <laughs> right there in 2017. Yeah. And we were all Seth was not drinking, but the rest of us were drinking uh-huh. and dancing. And somehow Sean ended up being part of our dance crew. Yeah. I remember that. Now I have like a, a video or an animated GIF or maybe both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty rocking. Love to see that again, but it happened. I it's don't know. Crazy. Well, I don't know. Sean put Sean does not does not seem to mind. Cool. Uh, he seems to have a good time posting some silly videos. Nice. Well, maybe I, I'm gonna have to to find. It's it's unfortunately you can't like I think you can prioritize a few people to see it a lot more. But yeah. Yeah, he has the character. I think he's Roderick, and he did a bunch of interpretive dances uh, for Christmas, and he's bringing the character back for uh, for awesome. uh, Valentine's Day. Speaking Aww. of Suspiria, y'all, check out the Dario Argento documentary. Did not, but I know Dave Deadman was really big on it. He was sending me a lot of messages about it. Oh, well, what's his sales pitch for this film other than it's Dario Argento? Yeah, let us... Sales pitch. Yeah, I don't want to read this mess. He also made a. Um, everyone here knows Pepe Potite, and kind of he, Pepe always posts about fingers and butts. Always. But he does quite a bit, and so anyway. Where uh, on, on Facebook on, on social Facebook media? on, on oh, social okay. media and uh I'm, I'm maybe on Instagram anyway. Um, he just says it fingers and butts and but anyway, uh, Dave Denman actually drew. Of Pepe Petite finger and butts logo for a potential T-shirt, so we'll uh, we'll see. Maybe this is become the Pepe Petite T-shirt. It'll sell like hotcakes. I <laughs> I'm gonna send you a picture so people understand what you're talking about with Sean being open to being silly on the internet. Yes, this is this is the character. This is Roger. <laughs> Let me just grab it here. I probably should have just screen shared it. That is not the picture I wanted. There we go. Oh my goodness. Mound, oh, folks. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny. He's like, I'm fine with this, but no videos of me with Neil. <laughs> I have my limits. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's cool. I'm really looking. Yeah, crust. That sounds very fun. I love the whole idea. Yes. I remember you telling me about it like a while ago. Yeah, like I said, we had him on uh, a few years ago when he was trying to get it made originally and it he, they didn't meet the goal and then um, he kind of reorganized it and stuff and they met, met their goal and that's it. And at that time, Rebecca wasn't involved and mm-hmm. so uh, a lot of in-depth interviews with the actors and fiends and the man himself. Oh, very cool. 
Interesting. Yeah, I'm a true artist. Dave is a good. Oh, name. is this Rebecca over here? I believe this is Rebecca. Thanks for having me. So fun. Yes, thank you for hey, doing it. Glad you're here and glad you had a good time. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm glad she's like. Take that down from the internet. No one shall ever see this. No, it was it was very cool. Yeah. Um. If no one's ever seen her, uh, I don't know. I don't think it's her first movie, but first movie I saw her in was uh, Bastard, which is um. Really, yeah, that was, that was a really good. Yeah. Movie. Now I must see more. See, what I'm going to do is I am going to. I am the person that goes to IMDb to see what people were doing. <laughs> but right. uh, you know, but I have a different role. Like here we are. Yeah. Not yeah. everybody does that. So yeah. No, you know, I was kind of wondering because I noticed that someone and I forgot someone in the cast last name is Kennedy, which is I, not the least known name ever. Mm -hmm. but, uh, I thought I was wondering the same thing, actually. Yeah, the it was the mom character who is also and really mom. good in the movie. Oh, yeah, she was great. I liked her. She was like very kind, but not fucking around she was a very yeah i like that they presented her she wasn't just uh she wasn't taking um she wasn't believing the the bullshit she was and turns out yes danielle not related not related <laughs> <laughs> this shan't ever be seen <laughs> <laughs> oh very nice and that's not just the that's i didn't just make a, a blank account and be like i'll pretend this is Rebecca, no. this is actually Rebecca on this. I mean, you are vicious, <laughs> so. Yeah, you'd see me typing. But... Mm -hmm. You've not, got I'm like a remote I'm a two-finger out there. <laughs> I am not. You're not what? A two-finger typer. With oh. my job now, I have to be like. Nice. Constantly. You. I'm like a stenographer. It's a skill I never wanted and still don't want. But you gotta do what you gotta do. So, oh, cool! This was her second uh, project with Danielle. She's incredible. She is great. Oh, she was awesome. Yeah. Should ask about Danielle. Yeah. But it sounds like she's awesome. Cool. Yeah, well, we got our answer. She's awesome. Yeah. I, I wonder. I'll have to find out what the other uh, project was. Yes. Maybe. Maybe we'll find out. Yes. Yeah, so I was. I sometimes try to wear a shirt that's suited to the. I don't really have any witch shirts. I don't think. I need a, a cool witch shirt. Do you actually? Okay, I. You can't possibly answer this question honestly. A short, short film thing. called Amy. Amy. Amy was. Oh, she'll send it to us. Very cool. Thank you. Oh, nice. Thank you. Awesome. What were you uh, going to ask me? You can't possibly answer this honestly. I can answer anything. Oh, okay. Honestly. I mean, you I'll could, answer, I'll like answer it dishonestly. It's hard to. Is whether or not you do actually like Suspiria. Uh, you know what? The original Suspiria, I was not a fan of the first time I saw it. We actually did a really <laughs> long review that was never edited. But I've seen it several times since that over the years, and I actually like like it a lot. It's grown on you. Yes, I mean that's uh, that happens with things sometimes. 
Uh, I don't think I really appreciate it the first time I saw it. I also had, uh, I really wasn't familiar with a lot of um, Italian horror at the time, and I'm still not, uh, I don't, I haven't seen a million of them, but I just appreciate the, uh, it's a very stylized movie. Not really necessary about the plot of the movie. Uh, it's a really scary. Uh, I really love the stuff at the end with like the pin, the doll. I don't oh, know. No, it's cool. Yeah, when I, she's I like, like, yeah. I also yeah. think that the remake's really good. I need to see the remake again because I saw it. And I was like, oh. I like many people did. Mm -hmm. So. I I am open to if I see a movie and I really don't like it, I am open to trying it again. Unless it's Rob Zombie. Then probably not. We have uh <laughs> we have a couple interviews from um Suspiria guests, Suspiria actresses yeah. on the uh, on the website. Yeah. Well what was the convention we went to? It was uh, like Texas Frightmare. Yeah, and Dario Argento was there. Yeah. Which is so cool. Yeah, I and did. They, they both told us right. just go up and talk to him. Who said it? The actresses from the movie. They're like, just go up and talk to him while he's here. I did. I don't know who I he was know. with. Someone. Yeah, I, I don't like to interrupt people when they're. He was there I talking did. to someone. He seemed okay about it. Well, that's true. Uh, good time to catch up on Argento. All his movies are up oh, on Shutter. Awesome. The last time I was at. Um, Fright Fest in London. Um, the, it was the premiere of his uh, movie Dark Glasses, and mm -hmm. that that was packed. It was in the giant theater, completely sold out. And they it was sold out. They showed it twice. It was just wow. Insane. I don't know how that's like a multiple hundred people theater. It was really wow. Uh, mm -hmm. So good for him. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, so we were way up in the top. I had just flown in, so I was very sleepy. Hmm. So what's what's the haps? We've got we've got stuff happening. Yeah, so not this weekend, but I believe it's uh, next weekend we'll be going to Dead of Winter Horror Film Festival in Worcester, Massachusetts. Uh, next week, a week from today, we'll have James Lamont on to talk about it. We'll also have Helen. Exactly. And we'll also have Helen Udy on. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll have Helen Udy on uh, to open the show. And she is from My Bloody Valentine, the uh, the 81 version. Uh, I'm a huge fan. One of my favorite slasher movies. I talk about it all the time on the show. Uh, so that's very cool. And it's going to be the day after Valentine's Day. So that's pretty be, awesome. Yeah. And then um, whenever that's over, we're going to give her as much time as she wants. And then uh, James will come on and talk about Dead of Winter. So if you're in uh, the New England area, come out. It's it's um, it's a New England horror film festival. So it's uh, filmmakers from New England. Lots of cool shorts, vendors, cosplay. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. From New I've... until six. I have a lot of uh, faith. Did you see the venue? It's insane. Yeah, I saw that on Facebook. Yeah. Freaking gorgeous. I am. I don't know what he did. I don't know how he got it. I know it's a Sunday, but that place is. I, I'm. I'm just. 
stunned. It's beautiful. Yeah. So the name of this kind of funny name though that I wouldn't expect it. To right, be right. Well, so many things have weird yeah. names now, but um, yeah, and um, End Zone Two and the ones that feature Smash trailers will be playing. Ooh. They'll be playing uh, before the films and also in in the uh, in the lobby, I believe, or in in the area. Yeah. I guess they're gonna be showing stuff. So. Wow! So you're gonna see me popping up every once in a while. That's exciting. Yeah. So you're looking forward to that. Yeah, I'll just stand there like, hey, look at that guy. You'd be signing autographs. You better nah, bring. Honestly, I think no one ever. I don't think anyone cares about my character. Oh, <gasps> what? Which one? Bob. Bob? Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone ever mentions him. Okay. I'm not. I'm not trying to get. I'm not fishing for compliments, but I don't think he's ever been brought up in any review. Your time will come, Neil. I love you as yourself. To be honest. Like, we'll not find. just in person, but, like, in <laughs> the movie. Actually, in person, I don't know. But yeah, in yeah. the movie, he plays himself, and so good. So great. Dead of, Horror, of Winter Horror Festival is at Mechanics Hall, 321 Main Street in Worcester. Films, trailers, vendors, art. Now, I'm not sure. I think it's pretty affordable, too. Uh, standard guest 20 bucks and that is like I think it's a it's a long day it's a good amount of time it's certainly a lot more affordable than just going to a movie um, spooky single pass and spooky with very important guests oh so like swag if you pay 45 bucks you get the pass and swags by the way um, I hate to bring this up yeah, but, I'm sure you um, do. For people out there, please don't spam the uh, messages for the uh, event. Does that happen again? Yeah, and it's someone I've known for a long time. I felt really bad, but I banned him from the website. So from the group. I've known him for years, and he just kept um, spamming the events with a, with a link to something about buying gold. And I thought it was hacked or something. And I asked yeah. a mutual friend and they're like, no, it's like something he does. And it's like, so this, it's not, it's fine. If you want to post on your Facebook, even if you want to tag me in it, like I don't really care about it, but I'm not, it's not a big deal to me, but um, don't spam the group's messages because that goes to everyone that's, that's going to the, to these, to the live shows. So they're getting all these stupid messages for a live video to buy gold. And I don't want the site the our without your head associated with that. Yeah. So I kept deleting them and then he just wouldn't stop. So I just banned him from the group. And so it's too oh. bad. It's someone I've known for a long time, but Maybe I don't really understand. Come to you and say, what happens? Yeah. So if you promise me not to ever do that again, but I mean, use some sense. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to someone else's group and, just like hit like every event and telling people to come listen to the show or something. Well, some people don't have sense. Could be totally innocent, innocent, but no sense. That does happen. So right. sorry to that person, but grow sense. Grow some sense. Grow some sense. Don't do that. No one likes it ever. I wonder what kind of like if if you 
like let's say this guy just did that and spammed the world how much does he get out of that like i can't imagine anything do you think yeah is anyone like goes and they like i'm gonna go buy some gold from this guy he told he told me in this group about an interview with uh you know uh actress from my bloody valentine to buy gold i think this is this is probably what i'm gonna go do like no it's probably not right. gonna happen oh dave asked an important question going back to end zone two when do crowd trenders get a sneak re, uh preview for end zone two um i'd really have to ask michael that's a good question though mm -hmm. because it ended a couple weeks ago so i'm not sure when the um because I th I think every the different depending on what you get you can get you will get a um depending what tiers you got you'll get the uh, video on uh, you know uh, so I'm not sure final final, final edit no I think uh, end zone two is the final edit but we're actually even adding some more um characters or uh, talking heads to not end zone two but to smash uh, the end of this month. I think I think the I think Smash will be done by May, is the idea. So. So you gotta wait, Dave. Yeah. But hopefully it will be uh, an amazing, worthwhile wait for you. Well, not a, maybe a, an amazing wait, but worthwhile wait. Yeah. Amazing waits are not generally amazing. I was talking to Troy today about uh, Arbor Day. Yeah. People don't know what you're talking about. Arbor Day. Well, I have it on my Facebook. Without your head film, Arbor Day. It's going to be a short film. I don't uh, look at your Facebook. Why well, would everybody else watch Everyone looks at Facebook. my Facebook. Arbor Day, short with a short film by Without Your Head. And uh, so anyway, it's in the works. We may put a, a small crowdfunder up just to help cover a few. Uh, it won't be very much, maybe a few hundred bucks just to cover some costs to make some stuff. Mm -hmm. but I want to make sure we're actually making it before I do that. So. Mm -hmm. But it looks like we will. How many people are going to be in this thing? Um, Right now, four. But um, I might, depending on I also might want a voice of something which would come into the crowdfunding, possibly pay someone to do a voice for something. Hmm. You know, someone that would be recognizable. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to just, you know, not like not paying like a bazillion dollars or something. But anyway, just to cover the costs, maybe buy some. Uh, and then if there's, if for whatever reason there's more, we get more than we need, uh, the money would go into um, post uh, getting the, uh, submitting the movie to festivals. So, hmm. so it's a Neil, Nasty Neil original Arbor Day, the horror short. Yes. He's going to start working on it soon. Mm -hmm. It's going to be uh, interesting stuff. I know a tiny little nugget right. of it, and I think it's a pretty cool idea. That yeah, and I instead know. of just saying I'm going to have it at the Arbor Day, um, it would be great. But I also don't. I also want to make sure it's good, so it'll come out this year. But if if we miss Arbor Day, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But, that's fine. Yeah, I'd rather have it good oh. than done. It done quick. Absolutely. And so Troy's retiring at the end of this month, I think. So uh, he's got more time to do some stuff. So. Oh, 
cool. We're actually we're talking about uh, some actual practical effects stuff. So ah, so we'll see. Troy Jones, Neil Jones, together at last making cinema. Exactly, Jones and Annabelle Moore. will be involved. Well, I have an idea for Annabelle to be involved if she wants to be. So. We'll see what happens. No spoilers on Annabelle's involvement. All right. In case I decide not to. <laughs> but I, think I will decide too. Sam Haynes is going to be uh, doing the score. Very cool. Sam is a fine man. Right. That is our friend over out in the UK. He's yeah, Sam Haynes. He up. does uh, horror kind of soundtrack stuff. He now, uh, I don't know how long he's been doing it, but he's been working. I can't remember his name. He's been working with other creators and artists and now has lyrics to a lot of the stuff. It used to be... Um, soundtracks or ambient tracks and you can find him on Bandcamp and probably all over and Spotify now. Um, let's see. I want to be able to put that in there for him. It's Sam Haynes is spelled H-A-Y-N-E-S. Yeah. So not the holiday Sam Haynes. Yeah. Which is pronounced yeah. something another way. I think. Sawin. Yeah. Oh, that so, reminds me. Yeah. In my in my quest to uh to get some witch guests on the show, mm -hmm. I was like, "Aha, Halloween three season witch!" And I tracked down the kid who gets who's get out, and he's yeah. a music he's a musician now. Sweet. So cool. I, I just I I haven't heard back yet, but I just reached out to him like yesterday. So hopefully that works out because I think that would be an amazing guest. And and I offer we can play music on the show and stuff if you if you would like. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> did he we have did, any we... reaction after that, or is that his? Uh, no, not really. Mm -hmm. Not really, or not at all. I don't think at all. Maybe if he did, it was very little. But he's become a musician, so he did not decide to raise sheep. No. 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 So hmm. we've been turned down by uh, not like mean ways um by several people that's fine that's fine it was all like nice like uh maybe later they, they just couldn't do it right now but but some uh potentially that would have been good guess but we'll see <laughs> dave is asking if he can help pay him in guys and fries and guys and fries so for those of you who haven't been around to know this once upon a time before my time knowing Neil, I do believe it started. Yeah, not, not long of, before. The idea of a calendar called Guys and Fries, where he and other people through the horror world, actors and the people that you see at conventions, would be featured in calendar where they would be in various levels of undress with like or sexiness i should say with potato products somehow incorporated and who claimed tater tots no one Ooh. i tried to give it to chris ott i was like tater tot chris ott but he wasn't about it so there was you were gonna have fries was yeah. john duggan wanted to have something specific john duggan i believe wanted um <clears throat> i think he wanted um beef stew because it would have potatoes in it would have potatoes in it Fair right enough. all right 
wanted someone uh pra- uh I wanted them all to be me. But the uh but I did think uh, someone in a in a bathtub of mashed potatoes is a, is a good photo op. I mean, really you could just ask people and photoshop things and what? it would still be amazing. I mean, chances are you're not going to get um Keith David to actually get <laughs> I rem- so I asked Keith David uh Keith David actually has a guys and fries photo that I signed for and then I saw him where did I see him? I saw him not long after that it was he it was either in Texas or LA and he looked and as soon as I saw him he was like oh no it's uh <laughs> no more guys and fries <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I, uh, I, I would, uh, yeah, Sid Haig has an audit or had an autographed, uh, well, photo. I what happened to that. Yeah, I don't know. Bill Mosley. That's so interesting though, that, I mean, of course it's sad that Sid is gone. And at the same time, where is that photo today? That's where true. people going through belongings be like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I wanted an updated version, but you wouldn't let me shoot it. Oh, I, I believe me, I, I'm all about shooting it. We'll do it. We'll get Bill Whedon. I bet Bill would be would love to be involved in this. I can imagine there's several people that would love to be involved. Yeah. I think I, I think uh, I think uh, um, Lawrence Harvey wanted involved. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a hell of a thing. Oh no! What? Oh, Dave, I thought, never mind. I read that wrong. I thought he meant something else about leaking gravy, and that's not okay. A time long ago, and a meal far, far away. Yes, this always pretty, uh, always a, a sexy man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, with the faucet leaking out gravy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I, I mean, remember I when I make art of of people with fry potato things. Mm. Not that I'm going to, but could they do anything about that? <laughs> I'm making art. Yeah, maybe we could do it that way. Yeah, we'll I mean, it. I could. Yeah, I don't know if you could sell it. Could you? Like, if they're if, not a character, if, if I don't want to be like that. But just out of curiosity, if they were if the if the people were into it, yeah, they'd be fun. So if I drew something. Mm-hmm. Of a person, say, in a bathtub of mashed potatoes. Yeah. And they were like, absolutely not. I'm not saying I would do this, but I'm just curious. Could they have power to be like, no? Um, yeah. well, probably be nice to ask them. No, but they couldn't like stop it. I'm not saying I'm gonna do that because I'm absolutely oh, uh, not. They probably if the likelihood of them stopping it's very unlikely, unless like you really plastered like the name of the movie all over it. I think I'm just imagining a scene in my mind of making something like that and people like having outrage over it, going to these extreme levels to suppress it. It's really unlikely. I, I'm sure it is unlikely. In the horror in the horror world. Totally hundred percent no one would actually care. But I don't know. Slightly I don't know inspired. If you ever saw this. I'm totally inspired. Maybe Dave and I can collaborate. Maybe we could get some artists to collaborate. Oh, I like this. It can be an art calendar, guys and fries, of horror people. So yeah. artists, famous people, lovely horror mm-hmm. people. Look at that. Who made that? 
Scott Majetsky. He doesn't like me. Really? I haven't yeah. talked to him in years, so I don't know. He might not like Maybe me. He doesn't either, like but, me. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it, that is a very cool. He actually handmade that, and he yeah. like lacquered the. Those are actual like McDonald's fries, like he lacquered on there or whatever. I cannot take that away from him. He's a very talented man. Yeah, good stuff. I was probably in the wrong. That was a long time ago. I was shitty for. I have big mouth. Less friendly big mouth. It's still a big mouth. Um, fries and stuff. Oh! Witches. 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 We were on witches. And I had a thought that I wanted to pursue. And then we went off the rails into potato land. Hmm. But I don't know. Oh, uh. Which is so I'm wondering because I heard this story about this supernatural thing. Are we gonna have a supernatural show with people yeah, coming we'll... on telling supernatural tales? I think that'd be so it awesome. They actually they have that show on Tubi, I think, of of famous people telling their supernatural stories, and Bill Whedon's in it. I remember oh, I was sweet. watching that for a while. It was watching it and I woke up because I'll just run things on Tubi for eternity. And Andy Dick was telling his ghost story, and Bill Whedon was the ghost. Oh yeah, yeah. No, um, after we finish the witch, uh, witches, yeah, we'll 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 try to set something up. Yeah. After the I, Joe Castro, I don't know if he actually wanted to. If he he takes it very seriously, so I don't know what role he would want to play. But Joe Castro is just like part of the show at this point. I feel. Yeah, he's yeah. Here. I was talking to Joe earlier. He's a great man. Yeah. Very passionate, kind, creative man. I'll yeah. Talking to Joe and uh, Tara from New Village Video. Um, she actually was talking about, uh, she has some ghost Guess stories. Guess who's here right now? Oh, hello, everybody. Yes. And she was uh, showing me she did some very cool uh, makeup on herself, which looked very good. Really? Yes. Horror? Um, Like kind of goth. She said she was going to wear it at a goth night. So I don't know. Is this something you can share or is it not um, shareable? Yeah. It's not like. You anything. can't tell and not share, Neil. That's right. no fun for anyone. All right. Give me a second. <laughs> yes. A all second. the creepy makeup. Sloot is on it. I don't know if that's a. I don't know. Shoot. Yes. All the creepy makeup. And also, uh, Puppy Sloot, uh, the idea, if you missed it, Annabelle's talk, tell her your idea for the uh, Supernatural show. My idea for the Supernatural yeah. show? To have people yeah. on, like guests, probably guests we've had in the past, like some of our guest friends, uh, come on and share their tales of the Supernatural is one of them. I kind of want a debate about the supernatural also, but that's maybe a future a future idea. Just talking about tales is a different thing. I think that'd be amazing. Missed you too. I've been wondering where you're at, to be honest. Puppy sloop. She's Puppy like, sloop. I had enough of these idiots. No, no, no. Aw. She's uh I saw uh Puppy Sloot is doing um some live streaming on kick mm -hmm. 
which is cool. Ah, yes, supernatural things to discuss. So on board for that. Cool. I think that'll be so fun. I don't even, we're going to have to figure out how to do it. Because I feel like anybody that's got good supernatural stories is going to be so passionate, enthusiastic that they can't overlap with other people telling them. Cool. Yeah, that nice. Yeah. I told her I'll use that on a future banner. Very cool. It'll look good on her uh, trading card. Nice. Yes. A lot of people seem awesome. to dig the tree. And I like the Anvil had a suggestion. So I, I changed the uh, text on them and they do pop up. Yeah. But the, originally I wasn't really planning on using them as the, but I really like making them. So you tend to do that. You what? go on this like deep dive into creating something and it's like, right. But it's great. And it's nice to have things like visually continue to be appealing. So yeah. And a great job. You really have. You've grown as an artist, Neil. Thank you. Yeah, I, was, uh, I don't know. It's been fun. It, I've been trying to learn more than outside my uh, comfort zone. You've been doing great. I remember you were showing like the shirt designs and stuff and all those like screen print kind of looking things and doing Yeah, they, they, I, was, they, oh. I need to get myself one. See if that, yep. But yeah. But I know I don't want to abandon my 8-bit stuff, but you can do more than the one thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. You are welcome. Yeah, it'd be cool. Also, for Puppy Sleuth, come on, give us some updates on uh, stuff yeah. going on at New Village Video. New Village Video. Play like all the new crazy Village stuff. Video. Do they have like a new of the month? Because I remember they used to have the these are the things of the month. Yeah, let us. Well, if she knows, let us know. Mm -hmm. Oh, Dave. Ooh. Oh, I like this idea. Save yeah. it for October and do like a campfire stories kind of gimmick mm. and the sound effects or a camping background. Just people take turns. I like this. Dave, you are an asset to without your head. He's got the ideas. Featured uh, rentals. They have triple Xmas and murder size. What's this one? This murder one. Murder size. You've heard about that a few times lately. Yeah, it's a beloved uh, horror thing. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, a lot of excitement happening over here. Hi, Dave Deadman. For sure, you got. Oh, let me grab this. Hold on. I was trying to save a picture. Ah, uh, for sure, you guys are the best. And yes, we have some new titles being added. I really want to do some short films on my stream as well. Very cool. Excellent. Awesome. Very good. Yeah. Um, not letting you see this. But uh, Protégé Moi. This yeah. looks really interesting. What is it? It's a new movie on uh, New Village Video. Meow. Yeah, Ew. The poster's what? great. Oh, give me a second. Don't don't take it down yet. Oh. Medieval vampire horror on a planet ruled over by the vampire king, world's oldest and most cruel vampire. 
His chained female servants terrorize as Soline, the outcast, finds mortal love taking care of her sick human mother. Wow. I wish you could play that trailer. It's just calling out to you, too. The button's just like... Mm -hmm. You think? Do you think they'll yell at us, New Village Video, if you play it? Why do they yell us play a trailer to advertise their stuff? Just kidding. All right, let's play it. Yeah. A time between the past and the future. Volume. Vampire King set on the eradication of humans rules over the land. A lone explorer on the hunt for vengeance against the undead. Tamara Glenn, Felisa Rose, oh, Richie Ramon, <laughs> Dave Sheridan, Adriana Ruiz, Masumi Max, Nadia White, Live your throat, Alexandra Face it again, Mikhail Matson, Chris Wolf. Wow. You are a spicy one. Thomas Smith. That's a rubbish. Protege Moi. Chapter One. Chapter One. Mm. The cover art is awesome because it. You tell me about that ugly castle over there. That looks like they had a lot of fun making this. Yeah. Very cool. I'm interested. Crazy. Um. Um. Do we have any new Joe reviews? No. Ah, Joe. But uh, uh, Mr. Uh, our our friend Justin Bernard Head has posted uh, a new one. Oh. Let me see how long that is. Mm -hmm. Um, I have two new ones from uh Todd Yeager to that I need to be posting. I haven't got yes. posted yet. Um, I also um, I posted some uh, shorts um, mm -hmm. from the Emily McLean, uh, the little pale girl from Terrifier 2. I started using this really whacked out uh, AI program. Don't yell at me for using AI. And it's insane. You, you put, you, you put in a, a long form video. So I put in a 42 minute interview. And in 20 minutes, it cut it up into 25 segments with with the descriptions. Wow. It was very weird. Very weird. And it's not creating art, right? It is no, doing no, a no. job. It's making it's our hard. own interview and it's cutting it into, yeah. in, into little 30-second uh, to two-minute clips. Yeah. It's doing a you. job that you yeah. would have done. And yeah. And it's putting the captions on it, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It's automating a process that's of your own creation. Right. I think that's totally fine. Do you want me to read this article about if it bleeds the star-studded horror anthology being on the horizon? You can say no. I don't know what you're doing right now. Yeah, if it bleeds, that that's the King book, right? Is it? I don't know. But if it it's bleeds, a, it's a Drew short film. written by Angel Melanson, horror girl probs. Uh, if it bleeds, star-studded horror anthology is on the horizon. Catherine Corcoran. Justin Miles, Doug Jones, D. Wallace, and Chrissy Fox? A-R-S-Y? Sorry, I do not know. Chrissy Fox? Matthew Hirsch's upcoming feature 
There's a new horror anthology on the horizon per deadline. The upcoming feature from first-time director Matthew Hirsch stars Catherine Cochran from Terrify and Return to Newcomb High. Justin Miles of Adult Swim's Yule Log. I still haven't finished oh, Yule Log. I'm I a big fan of Yule Log. No, and people were like saying it, and I just never ended up seeing the whole thing. Because I stopped. I'm like, I can't do this. But at any rate, Doug Jones, D. Wallace, and Chrissy Fox from Bury the Bride. Titled If It Bleeds, the premise follows Cochran as a news reporter, Diane Winters, and her cameraman, Simon, played by Miles, as they uncover a mysterious series of gruesome murders that unfold throughout the course of the chaotic and violent, a chaotic and violent day. As events unfold, the duo becomes players in a sinister situation even more menacing than either one could have imagined. Doug Jones stars as a plastic surgeon. Opposite D. Wallace and Chrissy Fox, Jones shared with Deadline, getting to play a quirky cosmetic surgeon was a treat enough for me. Under Matthew Hirsch's careful direction and witty writing, that treat was sweetened all the more. Add to that the professional efficient crew, the joy of acting opposite the thoughtful and hilarious Chrissy Fox, and the filming experience was dang near perfect. The feeling was mutual as Fox shared praise for co-star Jones with Angoria. Doug Jones is captivating in every scene. He is an actor I've looked up to, and not only is he the most wonderful and hysterical person, he really brought Dr. Charles to life. Everyone always speaks so highly of Doug Jones. Yeah, he seems to be a nice guy. Prepare for blood, scares, and some serious twists. And if it bleeds, Matthew has a huge career in front of him. Hirsch Hmm. previously directed a segment in Night of the Missing, currently streaming on Screenbox. Ever a champion of independent filmmakers, I was thrilled when Matthew invited me to come along on this next phase of his creative journey, Cochran added. Diane's story is universal and that we all have the need to be seen and valued. And I can't wait to, uh, I can't wait for the world to see how our incredible cast and crew bring that theme to life. Fox also shared appreciation for Wallace and the whole team. When I read the script for If It Bleeds, I knew taking on the role of Dana would be challenging, fun, and absolutely wild. Playing a character that changes so much emotionally and physically was such a blast. It was a dream come true to work with Dee Wallace. She was on my bucket list of actresses to work with, and she was incredible. We had so much fun, and she was just amazing to watch. Only a couple more things. Wallace echoes the sentiment. Working with Chrissy Fox was an amazingly fun and creative ride. Such a different take on horror. I loved it. I, this is the author now. I had a chance to pop over on the, to the set for a day, and I think it's safe to say we are in for some surprises and wonderfully grotesque treats. The film is nearing completion, which hopefully means it will be in front of our eyeballs very soon. We'll keep you posted. Mm, very cool. So it's not, it's not the King uh, uh, book, but yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, sounds real cool. Pepe's here in the chat, and this is his finger and finger and butts. Uh, that's what the, that's what his deal is. So I I do have a here here, here this is, from the movie just so you've got something. Yeah. And then I'm I'm gonna play a quick clip. It's only a minute. I just want to show uh, when I was talking about the AI. I'll show you what it made. It's really wild. What did you just put in your hat? Uh, it's a little devil pin that uh, Dave Deadman sent me. Uh, Might be a little hard to see, but he's a little devil. 
like the old school devil, like on cans of devil yeah, can. Yeah, like the devil like made me do it. Mm. Yeah, that's from this new movie. Lewis. Ah, very cool. I like all these people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad uh, she's in some stuff um, from uh, from um, Terrifier. I thought she's really good in the first one, and oh, I haven't yeah. seen her in a lot of stuff, so that's cool. Yeah. All right. So this is what the, this now. I this is untouched by me. I just it it did it, it cut up 25 clips, and even wrote out the description and stuff. It's very crazy to me. And here's one of them. I saw like on the Q and A after um, after the movie when they played it in the theaters, they have like a Q and a with David and, uh, and Damien and Damien said like, uh, he changed the character a little bit. Once he saw your faces, I don't think originally it was going to be like a mini, um, art, the clown. Yeah. I think, you know, at first I kind of, you know, took the direction that Damien had and stuff. But then once we all got to know each other a little better, we kind of started to improv a little bit, kind of change it for ourselves and, even with me, I kind of copied off of um, David at first and kind of mimicked him. But then the farther we got along, I kind of tried to change the character for myself a little bit, which was kind of cool. Yeah. So did, did the character self expand from like the original script? Yeah. Um, especially in like the laundromat scene, that whole patty cake wasn't even like, we weren't even supposed to do that. Damien was just like, hey, you guys just, improv just do a little something and we came up with the whole patty cake that was actually not even supposed to be in the movie which is kind of cool so do you get any choices with that like can you yeah. change colors and the no, weather I, can't, I, can't. I think if i buy the pay site i can change the um, colors interesting um, but uh and i could cry i could cut out pieces of one too but that's totally exactly how it was Wow. And it even would give me a score like on all these different things. Wow. And I was just really fascinated that it would how you know, the AI would find like pieces that made sense and would cut it down to a certain I don't know, it's very weird. Very yeah. cool. It's a it's a cool program. It's um I'm just using the seven day free trial, but it's it's uh it's not necessarily expensive, but it's very limited. So I, it's mm. um the 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 highest one you can pay for you'd get what comes to 60 hours uh a year mm. which i we would use so quickly because this took this took up 42 minutes of my allotted 90 minute time from the free trial wow. so so you put in whatever you put in so i put it for, the whole interview is 42 minutes and i cut it down to 25 segments but I mean, 60 hours, that would be like 60 interviews. Wow. Which is cool, so, but it seems silly to pay uh, a monthly fee for a year and have, you know, that limited amount. Then don't do it. I'm not That's going to, but it, but it is pretty cool. <laughs> it is very cool. Did you know that yesterday was John Duggan's birthday? Oh, yes. I wished him a happy birthday on the Facebooks. Happy birthday, Mr. John Dugan. Birthday to John. Happy this, birthday, his parish just gets wilder and wilder and wilder. I swear. He got some new glasses. They were pretty sweet. Did you see those? Yeah. It was looking good. He broke his glasses at the airport and you know, he's good. Happy birthday here. 
Hopefully we get to see John again sometime. Yeah, I'm sure we will. We'll we'll, uh, make this happen. Definitely. We got to find out some convention he's at or something. I have yet to meet his wife. We met, met. We met her, but like. I did not. I didn't. Um. Unless they weren't together at the time. They weren't together at the time, but so it was very brief, and I actually don't even remember. But John said she was at the um, at a show we were at, but I, but then I met her at another one that I actually talked to. But we had met her previously, but it was before they were actually together. I'll give you a picture. Her hair looks really good going natural. This is this this is the cutest picture of them. I love it. What's going on? <laughs> I'm trying to uh, hold on. We're going to uh, show this here. Yeah, very cute. No, this doesn't automatically pop up anymore. For some reason. There we go. Look at how cute John and his lovely wife, Stacy. She is a saint. John is a lot. I love John, but dang, it's got to be a wild life with John. <laughs> Yeah. I love I love it so much. I'm so happy for them. Yeah, John's great. Yeah. John deserves good things. Uh, R.I.P. Oh. Toby Keith. What? Yeah, to- Toby Keith died. Uh, I really? mean, not war related, but uh, yeah. From what? Uh, stomach cancer. Wow. Dang. Oh, yeah, there's a picture of him. He's not looking so great. In that yeah, picture. he didn't look good. Yikes. Hmm. Hmm. So I guess they're doing a, another, like, a prequel or I don't know what it is. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre Legacy. Oh, what? What is, what is that going to be? I don't know. I'm scared. I'm scared. It could be awesome. I don't want to automatically like poo. And yet, I'm scared. It says Adam Marcus is in it. Really? Uh, it's been uh, two years since the Netflix one. <clears throat> uh, a legacy sequel to Toby Hooper's War Classic arrived in 2022. What's next for the franchise? Wondering. Well. Fresh rumors have begun to squirrel, uh, swirl. According to a report from Geeks Vibe Nation, which cites movie insider Daniel RPK as its source, a new movie tentatively called Texas Chainsaw Legacy is in the works. The film is set to explore the seemingly peaceful facade of Oasis Oaks, a gated community in rural Texas. That's a weird area for a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, within the manicured lawns and vigilant security, a protagonist family enjoying suburban bliss becomes entangled in a harrowing, harrowing battle for survival as they confront the infamous Leatherface and his macabre kin on an abandoned property nearby. 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you gotta figure out new things to do if you got all these movies. So this is right. a new thing to do, I guess. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, folks. Um, Says the uh, the director of the original is very much. I mean, not the original, but you know, the the last one they made is very much interested in picking up the chainsaw again. Revealing an interview back in February that he's already got some really cool ideas for when the franchise mm. could go next, which I believe. I'd have to look up. Might be our interview. They could have. Uh, they they could have given us a uh, plug there. What? Really? That's yeah. Sweet. Cool. Well, instead of just an interview, uh, we were used in a recent video. Um, someone had messaged me, so I went and found it. What was it? It's a kill count. Which is like it's a it's a video series on YouTube. Gets they get a ton of watch, so they take like a, a favorite horror movie and they go through all the kills in it. Yes. And it was for Puppet Master, and mm-hmm. uh, a little clip of our interview with Kenneth Hall, who did the uh, the effects for it, was used when he was talking about how uh, Charles Band and Full Moon paid him zero dollars for his work on. Movie. Yeah, I don't have good feelings for Charles Band. Yeah. I'm sorry, but... But, And they credit us, which is very nice of them. That is awesome. Well, thank you out there. That's very cool. Charles Band. Yeah, it seems like an ongoing thing. Yeah. Pepe's Pepe's, uh, all for the... uh, I mean, I, I'm in the minority. I like the last Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I know most people thought it was horrendous. Did I see the last one? Yeah. Oh, you... yeah, I did see the last one. Yeah. I liked it. I mean, was it, did it, did it, uh, was it a groundbreaking movie or anything? No, but I thought it was a fun, uh, fun, crazy horror movie. I had fun watching yeah. it. I thought it was better than a lot of the other sequels. Definitely. Um, Definitely. A second Winnie the Pooh movie. Blood and Honey, Part Two. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I don't think the first one is as atrocious as people said. It's not the worst movie ever made. Unfortunately, I thought the stuff that some people didn't like, like said it looked bad. I actually thought the kills looked good and all that that stuff. But the, like, there's no story really. Very typical, like you know, hot teens making out, and then they get you're not teens, but hot like twenty year olds, and then they get killed or whatever, and they're in hot tubs. And um, the couple scenes that were cool is like Winnie the Pooh actually being like a big killer bear, like just mauling mm-hmm. people. That was cool. And uh, and Piglet like just eating someone's face off. That was cool. Now, if they would have just did that. Yeah, I'm not saying you have to have, you know, the Godfather storyline or something, but they had stuff like them using a car and like weapons. And now that stuff was really stupid. Um, if you would have had them been just the bestial dudes killing people i i would have enjoyed it and the opening uh animated stuff is great i do like opening animated stuff animation so it was pretty good did it look classic well it's it's like it's like hand drawn on paper but it's all creepy and stuff and demented it, it that that's probably the best part of i mean that's really good honestly that part's good it's too bad because I'm not. I know some people are just against this whole idea of taking these public domain 
stories and making horror movies with them, but I, mm -hmm. I'm not. I it, it all. I just want them to be good. I don't think that's a a bad idea or an idea that shouldn't be done. Is it? Is it that the idea is bad or? Yeah, is it I, not I see it. credit. Uh, no, I've seen people just against the idea all around. What, then they need to get over it. <laughs> but they should get credit. So if there's some story out there, that would be my beef, would be some person going into the internet, finding a great story, pretending that it was their own idea. Oh, it's clear. They don't do that. Yeah. So. A lot of people are just upset because they, they just talk about Disney. And it's like, well, these characters aren't created by disney either so. technicality neil technicality the shining the original act from the shining is up for auction yeah through where through live auctioneers.com mm. so if you've got uh 30 grand laying around yeah, i'm surprised it's not more yeah well there you go so it says that well it says the estimate is that it'll go between 40 and 50 grand. Wow. But yeah. How do you even know? It must be like very in a vault now, somewhere right? or something, yeah. Hmm. Original stun axe. Doesn't look particularly old, but I don't know. Yeah, but it's preserved. It's not like someone used it all those years. They yeah, used it cutting wood. Probably not, I'm gonna say. Like that would, I mean, there's no doubt about it, that'd be cool, but you know, I don't want to spend 30 grand on uh, an axe. No, <laughs> but no. uh, people, people spent more money on uh, much more worthless stuff. Look at this. Mm -hmm. Oh man, this page is being uh, just trying to get me to sign up, but on this same uh, auction, auction site. Mm -hmm. Uh, boom! They have some more horror stuff that popped up cool. at the bottom, and yeah. I see uh, Silence of the Lambs mask. Wow! Um, wow! Starting price pretty high. Uh, wow! Yeah, Can you imagine? Million. They estimate yeah. between fifty and sixty. Woo. Do you get the head with it? The life cast of Anthony I don't know. Hopkins. You should for forty grand. You think? Otherwise, it's going to be a head. Yeah. Silence of the Lambs, 1991. Hmm. It's a great movie. Oh, yeah. Here's for Pepe Potit. They got the Dark Knight. That's uh, oh, just a photo. Wow, 600 bucks for a photo. Well, there's got to be something special about the photo. Original Heath Ledger production photo. Oh. The original print of a photograph taken on by set photographer Stephen Vaughn. I'm sorry, that seems like a crazy price to me for a photo. I don't know. But if you put well, a high price on it, as Michael uh, Michael St. Michael's, I believe, discovers that, if you put the high right. price on something, people are going to want it. Mm -hmm. You slap a name on that blender and... Oh, we gotta, can we play uh, the trailer for Long Legs? Um, that one probably not. Ah, you'd think they'd want that advertisement anywhere they could get it. You'd think. I agree, but I would. I, I bet the it'll get the show flag. Oh, I'm not Phoenix, saying do it, but it's unfortunate. Yeah. The Joaquin Phoenix uh, Joker clown mask. 
three grand. That's it. The one yeah. he actually wore. But it's the one where he's where that he wears when he's robbing the bank. Yeah, but he's yeah. wearing it, you know. Yeah. Huh. That we parody in Psycho Ape 2. Are people knowing about the whole long legs thing out there? We talked about it briefly last week. Did we? Mm -hmm. hmm. We showed the poster. We saw the trailer. Yeah, yeah. it looks awesome. The trailer looks crazy. It looks great. We may be having um, some people on. but I don't know. They asked us, and I was like, yeah. And they're like, well, who would you be interested in? And I'm like, everyone. Well, maybe you should be specific. Oh, I did. I said the the two the two leads and the director. Yeah. I don't know, but I, but then I do always add anybody that would be available to come. Yeah. Long legs. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to that. Mm. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, these later movies with Nick Cage. Oh yeah, and, who is uh, it? Everybody loves it. He's I'm free. Sure He's got freedom. We do have some questions here on Facebook. Do we? Then they are. Uh, AJ Zyla, did you watch the new Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey trailer? Well, we just talked about that briefly, but it's a good question. I'm not against, like I said, not against the movies. Uh, Shannon Wallen. What are your thoughts on Days of the Ghouls from Outer Space? Now, is this a new oh, movie? I like the title. Yeah. Day, Man, they... of, Day the... of the Ghouls from Outer Space. From Outer Space. Hmm. Did I spell something wrong? Day or Days? Day. Day of the Ghouls from Outer Space. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything about See, it. See, Night of the Ghouls, which follows uh, Plan 9. It's the movie after that. It's like a lot of Night of the Ghouls. He's got to, we got to get more than that. Yeah, we need, I'm going to tell him, we need info. Yeah. Yeah. Send this this, a, maybe this is something he's working on. Yeah, send the deets. We want to know, Shannon. Uh, Nick Charles also adds Nick. Oh, this is, must be a movie Nick Charles is making. Days, Day mm -hmm. of the Ghouls from Outer Space. I like the title. All right. Well, we're interested. Let us yeah. know what's happening. Hope Allison. Introducing <laughs> average horror fans to extreme horror do's and don'ts. <laughs> it depends on what you want the result to be. If you want to laugh, it depends on what are you what are you willing to sacrifice there. Extreme horror to just regular people or normal horror fans. Mm. I would I think I would think it would have to be normal horror fans because I I don't think yeah average horror fans because you wouldn't just like send someone like right into extreme horror. I'm a bad person know. to ask because in my mind I really don't even regard if someone I like uh when Annabelle and I well we still go out, but I remember what I was wearing some horror shirt and I don't think anything of it but Annabelle's like well that's not like something that just normal people walk around <laughs> what was it like a Serbian film it wasn't even no it was uh it was actually not that bad it was um motel hell no the, I, I got kicked out of an Oshkosh Bagosh once for wearing a motel hell shirt yeah 
And I wore it on. I wore it on the um on the uh, in Kentucky on the Bourbon Trail, and mm -hmm. uh, people uh, didn't seem too into it. But it's yeah. not. It's just. It's not something that even registers in my mind. So yeah. I'm a really bad person to answer this question. Is all I'm saying. So I would say, if it's a regular horror person who actively is averse to it. I don't know, because it's like you can get in through comedy. Like, I think, you know, I got in through comedy myself. Like, comedy horror, like, Basket Case is ridiculous. It's silly. Um, but it does kind of go in a particular direction of weirdness. Um, so I don't think you just have to find their... And entrance like you can't just be like here's serbian film here's i mean you can and maybe you'll be like stunned by the responses but yeah i mean you'll find out one way or the other most people don't like that stuff basketball case is amazing it's one of my favorites favorite, yeah. favorite favorites one of my favorite Henrik is a lovely person mm -hmm. um yeah i think it's uh you really just gotta know your friend when you go to the suburbs and wear a band uh, tee, people look at me like I'm the devil. Yeah. I yeah, I, I, I'm just a bad, I don't know. I, it, uh, I don't, yeah, you just yesterday I was at the post office and an elderly woman was asking me about my, uh, I, I was wearing the Museum of Death hoodie. And I, I don't even think anything of that when I put it on. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. She's just like, what is that? Uh, what is that hoodie? And I was like, but she ended up being cool because she then she started telling me about the Museum of Bad Art in Boston. Oh, and I was like, I know oh, the Museum of Bad Art, awesome! It used to like, be. I the gotta go. Museum. So it ended up it ended up being good. But at first, I thought I was like, uh oh, like I didn't even realize I was wearing this, and she was like probably like ninety or something. But but she ended up being pretty cool. So, but mm -hmm. you know, I've had um actually not much lately, thankfully. There was a short period of time there, and a lot of people. It was like three incidents one year. Uh, there was one guy was telling me he was going to curb stomp a Satanist in Boston. Oh, Boston. Yeah, and then I was uh, walking, or I walk a lot, and I was where it was the um, Museum of Death hat I was wearing, and I got a pickup pulled up to me in the parking lot, and I always have earbuds on, so I, I just can I can sense someone's either talking to me or whatever, and so. So I took him off and he was just like, whoa, I forget his wording. I posted on Facebook exactly what happened at the time. It was like, um, what is, anyway, he started, then he asked me, is that appropriate? And he, and I didn't even realize what hat I was wearing. Cause it was just on my head. I just grabbed the hat and, and I was like, oh, it's a museum. Of death. And he said, he, he even, he called it like the pizza place of death or something crazy. And I was just like, what are you? T and he, then he started saying I was promoting like murder or something. And I was, and I just, I actually just walked away because, like, I don't, this is probably not, I don't want this guy to kill me or, I don't know. It was very weird. He's like really angry about it, saying, is that appropriate? Yeah. And that was in my, in my town here. Well, and then one, than Boston. the one night I was walking. And so I was walk. I think it was also Museum of Death shirt. Yeah. I think it was Museum of Death shirt and um, uh, the hoodie. And this woman, it was, I was walking through the parking lot 
and she got all like startled and told me I shouldn't walk through the through like parking lot wearing black. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, whatever. So, and then she started following me up the street. And it was very weird because I had my earbuds in and I didn't. And again, I but I could I was like, oh. and so I looked around and she was following me. And when I turned around, she stops and she started reaching into her purse, into her like her pocketbook, which in, in my mind, I was like, she getting out like a gun or something so i actually went into the convenience store and bought some scratch tickets waited for her to leave and then went back but i was thinking if someone scared you why would you follow them down the street wouldn't you just leave maybe she's investigating your movements (laughs) maybe she's worried that you're gonna be back that happened not too long. No, a different. And this, this is not. I was walking. I like I said, walk a lot. I was walking a different way. A different. No one know care. Well, name I care. But if I go this way, there's actually some. Uh, there's actually a uh, sidewalk along the highway. This uh, this side, there's none, and there's no streetlights. I no. I almost never walked down that way. But it was. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, no one was out. I was like, ah, oh, it's a little quick. I think I'm going to walk down this way. So I was walking down there and, and I could see a car coming. So I got off the road. And, yeah. and again, I had my earbuds on and I heard someone like yelling or something. I looked over and said, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, what do you mean? You know, I didn't say, what do you mean? He's like, why are you in my yard? I was like, oh, I just got out of the way because the car was coming. <laughs> and, and I was like, he's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm walking home. You're and he just stood there. I'm just like, it's like, what does he want me to do? Freaking jump in front of the car that was going by? And I was literally you. like this far in the yard. I was like a foot in the yard, and there's no, uh, there's no sidewalk, and there's a car coming. Up to no good. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, besides, um, that wasn't horror related. It was just this guy. You know? <laughs> it wasn't what? I don't think I was even. Wear- I think I was, I was wearing my bright. Ye- I think I was wearing my. I think I was wearing my bike, my bright, my bright, bright green uh, hoodie, actually. So they just think you're a creep, is really it? Probably. <laughs> but I'm not a good person to ask what to show. I I don't know. I think everyone doesn't mind anything, but I know that's, that's not just accurate. Not real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I was watching this stuff since I was like four, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I turned out totally fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What people do people in the audience think? There's some. There's some people out there. What do you think? Yeah. You had an actual friend that you act not a stranger, an actual friend you actually like, and you want to bring them into your creep, freaking batshit crazy horror world of of dark dark darkness how would you bring them there i would so, go through comedy yeah <laughs> i mean i know the movie like uh the movie annabelle and i like uh you know became friends w- with over on facebook and then i let you borrow a, a solo 120 mm-hmm. days of sodom and then um yeah, we watched Serbian film. I told you about uh, 
blood sucking freaks. I almost wore that hat tonight. That's a good end because that movie's really that. Fun. That's a good answer because I think um, if someone would watch it and they'd be offended, they're probably not going to be uh, in for like the world of extreme horror. And I don't really. That's a good gateway because I don't. I personally don't even consider it very extreme, and I think it's it's very tongue in cheek. But there are like extreme elements of it. So I can, if you yeah. take that very, if you take that really serious, that movie and, and they're like offended, I think like, okay, we're, you know, no more for this person. But no, if, they, say, if they find that mind, entertaining, then I think you could. And I think it bearing in mind, I think you bring up the idea of being offended is really important. It's not the best movie ever. No, no, it's no. not. It's not. There's, there's dull bits. But it's a crazy movie, so I think if they watched it and they're like, that was not a good movie, as opposed to, oh my god, what a fucked up, horrible movie, that person, well, he's not alive, but he shouldn't be alive, something yeah. like that. Like, I have friends who won't watch it, because they think it's it's uh, misogynistic. Fine. and That's fine. Mm -hmm. You don't have to like it, That's that's the thing. So no. I haven't seen Dave. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. You know, I started this, uh, my career path. I re jumped on the career path of being a therapist and the stuff I hear about is so horrible. I wonder what would happen if I watched a movie like that again. I don't know if I could, I th I don't know if it would be the same. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't know if I want to test it. Maybe yeah, it would a, be fine. It's good to feel good film solo. Yeah, I think there's stuff that I, not that I didn't have compassion or care, because that's certainly not why I could watch those things. I think it was, um, mm, it was just different. It's just different. But I don't know, I haven't tried to watch it. I haven't tried to, I think, watch really any of those movies since I started back on the path. No sallow Serbian film, centipede, hmm, pattern. What other ones? There's a bunch of them. I don't uh, really like the stuff like, like just make it to be horrible movies. Like, um, because those movies I think are genuinely good. Those ones miss, but I, I'm not a big fan of like, um. Uh, guinea pig, American guinea pig, those kind of movies yeah. where it's literally just people getting uh cut up from yeah. like the real <laughs> nose story or anything. Hey, Pepe. Something I've never there is stuff that I I won't like. I've heard people recommend like the Vomit Gore trilogy, and that has no interest to in me. Like people really puking on each other. Huh? Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's got a story. Like, if I'm going to watch something, I want to have, even if it's a stupid story, right? An interest, like, uh, Blood Sucking Freaks isn't the greatest story, but it's very interesting. There's a lot going on. There's a lot yeah, of I find, I find that that kind of movie to me is very hard to take, like, very seriously either. Definitely. I don't know. The movie critic, he's a pretty serious fellow. No, I mean, I I said this before, but I'm I'm in the documentary about Joel Reed. Mm -hmm. I'm the only one who's like 
everyone else talked about how horrible this movie is and, and i'm just like oh i think it's pretty lighthearted. <laughs> and and uh when we were watching uh, jason just started dying because we watched we were watching it at buffalo dreams fantastic film festival mm-hmm. and literally everyone's like this uh, you know misogynistic dark terrible blah 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 and then it's me oh i think it's lighthearted, and i think he's a funny guy and and jason just starts dying he's like you look like a lunatic or something but i stand by that i i do and this is nothing it's adrian i like adrian but i do think everyone involved in that documentary i don't think they really understood joel reed i think they took everything he said at complete like that everything he would all his jokes were like factual statements and they don't take into account a few things his age people it was his stuff he said was not serious his type of humor now if you're offended by that humor that's totally fine i get that not all humor is for everyone but to act like it wasn't humor i don't think is accurate to an accurate portrayal of the man <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it is misogynistic, but it's not nice to dudes either. No, I mean, it doesn't look good. There's like, nothing, there's no the redeeming man. like value to the movie. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but I don't think I don't think a movie has to. No, and it's not like you or I are running around trying to drill people people and put them in cages people i should say women if that's the focus right i did have a human table after watching that movie (laughs) (laughs) but everyone everyone was a willing participant this was so once long 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 ago i don't even know if i was old enough to drink there used to be a club on lands down street. I met the human. I was like, it wasn't that long ago when I had the human tape. No, <laughs> I was a place called Axis, and I was, you know, very extra gothy. And I would go out with my fairly normal two two friends, and I was like walking around, and uh, some guy. I think I must have gone to use the bathroom or whatever, and he's like, "Can I be your maid?" And I was. <laughs> No. And he started list. He was a normal looking person. Yeah. He started listing the services and they were not sexual. It was just him wanting to be like some slave, which I, was kind of appealing in a way. Like, if you <laughs> don't expect that. anything sexual and you're just going to like clean my shit, like, <laughs> that doesn't sound like a bad deal at all. I don't have to pay yeah, you. Yeah. You're just going <laughs> to do shit for me. All right. But I did not. I did not accept. I'll show you the. He sent me a pic. I'll show it one second. So here, here's the human table. <laughs> I oh. like uh, Ed Gonzalez was not comfortable at all next to you there. <laughs> his wife is great. I really yeah. like his wife, Heather. There's a video of that. So um. Rocky Horror Picture Show. For those of you who don't, can you imagine people that don't know? If you I don't know, know it's from from Rocky Horror Picture Show characters, because they did the live performance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really yeah, they cool. did. They did it a lot. Yeah. Um, they were like a traveling troupe. I think that's very cool. So here is a uh, painting from Pepe Potid. I believe Pepe oh, did that. Really? Pepe, nice. Very nice indeed. Great job. 
I almost thought that was Pepe himself there, but that's the Joker. Because I'm mm -hmm. used to seeing Pepe as the Joker. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's great. Pepe's a very talented man. Good guy. Glad to have him here. I think my um I think my hatchets are actually oh no, they're right here. I thought they were over there, but I have hatchets here. I keep by me for protection while I'm doing the show down here in the basement. You do get animals in there sometimes. Yeah, not not, glass. not, cool. not since I um not since I covered up the hole no more animals. It's painted on glass. Oh, really? That's wild. Yeah, it's scraping stuff. Yeah. I like painting on glass. It's interesting to paint on glass. Listening to you all save me. Yeah. Happy happy to be able to do that. Yeah. It's nice having our community. Mm -hmm. They show um, every Saturday in Boston at the AMC is a uh, shadow cast of... Um... They have done that since I was a child. Before it was there, there was another, um, you know where in um, Harvard Square, the Mexican places? Yeah. If you went from the Mexican place up towards the main street, right in this particular section, there used to be a theater. And they did Rocky Horror forever, 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 forever. And then that place, unfortunately, closed. And they just moved along. So that's been a long time. Because I think they started, I'm trying to think of when they started doing the shadow cast of Rocky Horror. The movie was in 1975. And then they got like... It just became a phenomenon, but in nineties, anyways, it's pretty big, big thing. Rocky Horror changing the world. I saw that movie too young. That is, I don't know. I know your mom showed you horror movies. There was that was not in my household. I loved Tim Curry, always, I always. I massive crush on Tim Curry. Anytime I saw it, like he'd be in so many costumes, like he was like this giant devil. He was an Annie, and then I realized all oh, these are all the same person. Awesome. So it was some anniversary of Rocky Horror, and in um, not Entertainment Weekly, it was another one of those entertainment magazines. And there was a picture of Tim Curry. I'm like, oh my god, Tim Curry, what is this? I had no idea what Rocky Horror was. I was barely in junior high. So I told my mother, because I love Tim Curry, and she's like, oh my god, I love that movie. So we rented it, and I'm like a child with all this really sexualized stuff going on, and it was like, this shouldn't be happening. <laughs> what is going on here? But she was all about it, and then we'd go to like the live production all over the place. And they did one in Boston recently at um, it was at the place where we saw the Chaz Palmetary one man show. Oh, that was and, so good! And they had um, one of the women we talked to was actually there in person. Um, which women we talked to? Magenta. 
oh patricia quinn yeah yeah awesome yeah, it was in october and so like there was a bazillion things going on so mm -hmm. but that would have been cool to go see yeah. she'd be a good guest for witch month too we could talk about um yes about uh, are you, you going to try to get any words of salem people that would be good i i tried to get um um the guy we mentioned earlier oh no not him um don't just let it go but yeah we'll try to get some i i like the movie so yeah i like the movie too we had uh years ago, you know i've never tried to get her back on but years ago and I think we're actually one of the only podcasts where, that she was ever on. We had um, Sherry Moon Zombie. How was and, it? Uh, I, I don't know if she would do the show again, but I'm gonna try. You know what? I would reach out because that's a movie I think she's uh, generally good in. I don't know if that. I'm too mean about Ross. I don't know. I mean, not that they care about my opinion. Yeah. But... I have the three witches. Uh, that's in, I made a witch uh, banner, and they're in it. The uh, the three witches from uh, Lord. Oh, of let's get Meg Foster. Yeah, we we're gonna get her um, actually on the show before because we're uh, friends with her agent who represents Barbie Wild and, uh, and, yes. and yeah, Chris Rowe. So maybe we can make that happen. Yeah. He was going to set her up for something else one time. And cool. for uh, this was years ago, but I don't know. I'll, I'll work on that. That'd be cool. Maybe, maybe we can get both on or all three of them. On. All three of the witches. This movie. It'd be pretty sweet. A yeah. lot of cool people in this. What a, what a cast of characters. He does do great casting. I don't know who does the casting, but I'm pretty sure he handpicks a lot of these. People. Oh yeah. Yeah. He has like uh personal like connections with different characters they play. Yeah. yeah. Bruce Davidson is awesome too. Um he's in the new D Wallace. Not D Wallace. Your girlfriend. Barbara uh, suitable flesh. Suitable flesh. Yeah, he's in that and he's amazing. He's a villain. All right. He's really good. Uh, when are you going to get to see that movie? What's going on with that? You got screeners or anything happening? Front yeah. Room? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it might right. already be on uh, Shutter already, anyway. Is it? Nice. So. Cool. Suitable uh, Flesh, everybody. Great, great movie. Great. I just go check it out. You don't. I don't have to describe it. On my word, it's great. <laughs> and Frogman, Frogman just came out. Where? Um, it's not out yet, but it's coming out. Oh, it's exciting. It's coming to the theaters, I believe, theatrical, oh, and then it's, uh, it's going to be streaming. Really? Or no, Frog it's going to be streaming. Uh, uh, the other movie we're going to have on, The Geechee Witch, A Boo Hag Story, that's actually going to come to you. I need to see that one. Yeah, that's we do have the screen for it. So coming up on the show, uh, you know, we had uh, Rebecca Kennedy this week, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. Next week will be Helene Yudi from My Bloody Valentine and James Lamont from Dead of Winter. And then on the 22nd, 
uh, for the Winter of Witches. Well, Jeremiah Kipp, director of the Geechee Witch, a Boo Hag story. He also directed uh, Slap Face, which is on Shudder. Uh-huh. Uh, then we're going to have the 29th. We'll have Anthony Cousins, the director of Frogman, which I have not seen yet. But, uh, I hope you like it. I hope I haven't built it up too much. Oh, it's got a pretty good rating. He's, he seems like a cool guy. We have a lot of uh, a lot of same friends. Mm-hmm. Um, Chad Farron that will be on uh, the first week of March for HP Lovecraft's The Old Ones. We hopefully to have the uh, the um, star. Well, the uh, one of the leads of that as well. Uh, I don't think he could do Thursdays, but anyway, we'll hopefully we can work it out. And then wow. in in March. This one we're gonna have to do Sunday so we can get a man on. She cannot do Thursday. She works. Mm -hmm. Um, and she really wants on because this was a movie that they worked on for six years to get made. Wow. It's got a lot of people we know uh, can a young young can not that she's old now, but a very young Kansas bowling. Uh, but we're gonna have on the show Amanda Flowers and Dylan Mars Greenberg from Spirit wow. Riser. And this is a really wild looking. We may have some other cast members on as well. Do I get to see that one? Yes, yeah. I see these things, you know. I don't. I actually don't have the link for you, but he, uh, uh, she is going to send that to us. Awesome. Awesome. I don't know yeah. if we've met yet. We mm -hmm. online kind of met, but we have. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Dylan's been on multiple times, but I don't think when you've been on, Amanda was just on one time. Mm -hmm. I. Uh, it was for. Uh, uh, shitstorm. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, it was a big. It was, uh, you were on the shit. You were on a shitstorm interview, I think. But that was just Lloyd, I think. Yes. This one was uh, Lloyd, Amanda, Dylan, a bunch of people. It was like a big, a whole big cast. It was very. It was. It was kind of hectic because it's kind of crazy. It was like nine people. And all of them like to talk, so it was it was it was a little, Sounds like a little overwhelming. But it was it was pretty cool. It was it was uh, yeah, it was crazy, but it was good. But Since yeah, this one they've been working on for a long time. Very cool oh. people. Yeah, Amanda Flowers. Uh, whenever I've seen her, she's I don't know. I think she's great. She's captivating to me. I think she's awesome. I agree. I agree. And like I said, this is one they worked on for years. So, you know, working on all this time to get it made, to get it out. Uh, they're both really excited. And they, and they said that the first show they thought of coming on to talk about it was without your head. So that made me very happy and proud. And uh, maybe people dig it. Who's this person over here? This Facebook. I user. loved her in Shakespeare Shitstorm. Yeah, she was amazing. She I'll was go, uh, so fine. Funny. So great. Let's go see who said this. Let's go see who it is. Uh, Build the France, who we uh, who we oh. were around in uh, in L.A. for Psycho Ape Two. Yes. Awesome. Runs a cool theater. By the way, uh, Bill, anytime anytime you got good uh, cool stuff at the theater, let us know because we'll plug it here on the show and on the website. That sounds like a good plan to me. Yeah. Bill's a good dude. He's Very in good. a fun scene and uh, several fun oh scenes. Oh my god, he's amazing in that scene. 
I'm so curious what's going to happen with Psycho Wave 2 because it seems like it's getting transformed constantly. Anytime Addison talks about it, it's like they're doing something new. They edit this. They edit that. I can't even. I'm just so curious what's going to happen. Oh, excellent. Look at that. Yeah. It's going to be shown it at the Gardena Cinema. Which uh, I believe they they showed Psycho Ape, uh, I think the week after we we uh, left. Cool. Hopefully, uh, Psycho Ape Two will play there at some point in time. Frogman um, from Rotting Press. I like this poster. Yeah, it's very cool. It's it's very nothing. creepy. I hope you like it. Got looks like frog eyes up here. Yeah, it all works. I dig it. You can make a cool eight bit of that if you would be interested. I like it. Our space performing, really cool. The Dickies. I haven't heard. Oh, nice. Ages, but yeah, around a different crowd. Cool. I know they're supposed to be having the video game. A video game's coming out for Killer Clowns, and they've been working on the sequel. Really fun interview I did with the brothers. It was. Right before Annabelle came back to the show. Hmm. It's too bad she went. They were very cool. I like those guys. So maybe we can uh, get them back on at some point when they actually. Sequel does come out. I'm a fan of Killer Clowns. Corey, it's weird because Killer Clowns, I mean, there, it would always have like this cult following, but it's become like mainstream because like they sell stuff at the stores it's really weird like spirit halloween was filled with killer clowns from outer space stuff and i wouldn't have expected that because you expect like oh yeah we'll see friday 13 stuff chucky nightmare on elm street but killer clowns is a weird one to have like they had tons of stuff full-size costumes laser guns all kinds of stuff good for them i think they're at they've actually have made money from the movie later on which is which is wow. nice. that's cool yeah, I like I like it. It's a whacked out movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. I think it's one I actually like or I like better now. For some reason I always thought, oh, this is stupid. This movie. I mean, it is kind of stupid, but I don't know. I enjoy it when we're watching it. Yeah, John. I actually tried to get the composer on uh, John Masari. Um, at the time, he couldn't do it. I think it was he couldn't talk about the video game. Oh. Uh, maybe he could now. I don't know. Oh, I What's think going I on out there, Jones? What's happening? Oh, What's happening? Got, uh, I, I, someone's going to be in town in a few weeks. We should pre-plug it. Naomi Grossman. Oh, yeah. Uh yeah, Naomi Grossman, people know her from American Horror Story, and she's coming to do her one-woman show, American Horror Story. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm wondering what this is about, but I'm, I'm a big fan of hers. She's very yeah. cool, multiple-time guest. I met her at uh, in L.A. one of the times out there. She's really nice. Uh, she was just on something I saw. Oh, one she's BR. on BR. Yeah. Yeah, her and uh, Alok are good buddies. Mm -hmm. I think they became buddies on 1BR. They went to AEW Wrestling together recently. 
Nice. That's awesome. Which uh, I know this isn't the show for it, but AEW is uh, coming to um, Boston in March. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, Naomi Grossman. And so um, looks like she'll be on the show here coming up soon to figure out. We got a lot of cool guests, so we'll try to uh, figure out when. But Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on out there. We gotta. I think we're going to have to go back to doubling up a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. It, yeah. I mean, yeah, we gotta we can't pass yeah. up the cool peep. Here's I'm sending you the uh, art for this upcoming show. Uh, so I've got this here. So Gold Derby. Remember, she really liked the hat that uh, Annabelle. it's a great hat. It is. American Horror Story actress Naomi Grossman to star in American Horror Story, a one-woman show, is my love letter to AHS fans. Emmy-nominated actress Naomi Grossman, best known as fan favorite Pepper, the first multi-season crossover character from Ryan Murphy's hit television series American Horror Story, has announced a raucous, irreverent love letter to American Horror Story fans and the dubious art of self-compromise in this limited theatrical run of her new solo show, American Horror Story. Four-week engagement at the Skylight Theater in Los Angeles begins June 1st, 2023. Oh, it's been going on for a bit. Tickets are on sale, etc. I don't want to give too much away because we're going to have our own. Yeah. Pretty cool. Boom. Oh, this is Respect the hustle. Like, uh, really cool like hair there. Yeah, she looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, American Horror Story is an anthology of autobiographical tales of self-compromise. In the show, Grossman reveals her history of hustling from her compromised love life to her compromising odd jobs. She drives the Red Bull car, then crashes it into a shopping mall, masquerades as a native-speaking Spanish teacher at the Playboy Mansion and beyond, Dicks around as the giant condom at a gay pride parade. The list goes on. It's a straight from the heart, sweet and sour candy confection for anyone who's ever felt compromised. Huh. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. I, I love uh, when uh, the one man shows I've seen or one person shows I've seen have all been really entertaining. So. Yeah, they have to be or they just die. Right. I really would have liked to have seen the Lynn Shea one. Um, she was on the show for an interview talking about it. it was during COVID. Mm-hmm. And so, I know when during COVID, it was during the uh, the strike. And so she couldn't do movies. So she did a one man show. Wow. And it was about um, her husband uh, who died really young in a car accident or a motorcycle wow. accident. And then, like, um, and it was like, I think it was in 1969 that happened. So, there's a lot of stuff happening all at that time. That's really sad. Yeah. Um, and believe she, I don't think it's an actual, but not that, but she had the same model motorcycle on stage for it. I think that's the only thing that was there was just the motorcycle. Wow. Uh, Tyler Stevens, what are the best movies about possession? Ooh, 
what's the one with um ah this movie called Horizon Exorcist? What? It's got Sam Neill in it. Oh, Event Horizon. No, no, no. Well, that kind of is possession. No, is another. Oh, I know what you mean. Possession. It is called possession. (laughs) I just said that. I said, is it just called possession? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it for the first time last year in 35 millimeter print at uh, the Brattle. Nice. And I had never seen it before. And then uh, I had a theory on this movie. Mm. You could actually see that and Hellraiser as the same story, but told in a different way. It's been a while. I remember loving the movie. It's It's very dark. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. It seems to have come into, like, people have rediscovered it lately because I've seen people talking about it a lot recently. I think because it must have been restored or something. But Oh. Which is, I mean, it was the first time I'd seen it. So. Amazing I'm looking, movie. Yeah. I'm looking through my own movies. Amityville Horror, Possession Story. Excellent. Um, that's what I love, Amityville Horror. That's, that's a movie that I can play in the background as, like, a comforting presence that i don't have to watch it there's there's some comfort food horror movies and that's one of them when evil lurks did we just recently see that yes we did all right my brain was just the the things were moving and now it's there it is great movie Mm -hmm. Uh, the act this movie called the exorcist Come on now. Burnt Offerings has possession in it with uh, Oliver Reed and Karen Black. Johnny Depp movie Astronaut's Wife. He gets uh, possessed by an alien. Hmm. Hmm. What else we got? Oh, um, uh, another movie I love that's one of my comfort food horror movies is... um, Prince of Darkness. I need to revisit it. I haven't seen it since oh, it first came it. out, I don't think. It's got the littlest vibes of um because it's got the uh what's his name? Oh, I wonder if he's still around. The Asian guy that's in um in that movie. I'll look him up. I'm I'm just gonna be stumbling around. I'm just stumbling. All right. Um evil I think you got through evil dead movies in there. Got the deadites. For, for an entertaining, silly version of Possession. Um, I'm not huge on a lot of Possession movies, honestly, looking uh, over here, but I do like the ones I mentioned, When Evil Lurks, Evil Dead, um, Exorcist. Dang. <clears throat> when Evil Lurks is really up there for me. I think that's uh, that's one of the best, not only the, one of the, uh, my favorite horror movie last year, I think that's one of the best modern horror movies. Absolutely. It's incredible. Incredible. Oh, here's one. I um, I don't know if I consider it possessed. I don't really consider it possession, though. So I'm not no. going to. Uh, but it, I was just looking at a list of possession. They list The Devil's Candy. Super underrated movie. That's Fantastic the, one movie. the dude who's an artist. Yeah. And the, and the yeah. killer is. I guess it is a possession. I really like it. And the killer does it's a really hard role because he's a child 
killer and you actually feel bad for him it's a really that's a really hard role to take on and and bring oh that that's not the one that guy doesn't play an artist yeah there's an artist in it no but that's two different people there's the guy who's an artist in it and then there's the killer Hmm. because he's drawn the pictures he's painting doing the paintings of what's happening oh okay event horizon i love um that came up earlier Bill the France says his daughter loves Demon Slayer, which I consider an anime ripoff of Evil Dead. <sighs> oh, anime. I'm not a big anime guy, so I, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I'm not a huge anime. I like Studio Ghibli, but that's a very specific thing. It's not like other anime at all. I can't even. I tried to get through Akira recently. People are going to really be mad at me. I tried to get through Kira. I tried to watch it as a kid. Didn't have the attention span for it. I just That's one of Troy's favorites. I just, I don't know. There's something with the pacing. It just doesn't. Mm. Mm. What else is there? I got another uh, painting here from Mr. Poteet. Pepe Potit, the double P's. It's crazy. Crazy, man. I probably know the answer to this already, Pepe, but what? who is your favorite uh, version of the Joker? So Tim Burton is uh, remaking the 50-foot woman. Yeah. Seems like a very bizarre film to remake to me. I guess he likes it. Yeah, I mean, do you... It, I don't think it's a movie you'd remake and modernize. It seems like a movie you would remake and, like, parody a 50s sci-fi movie. You already I made a parody 50s. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. But it was great. I do yeah. enjoy that movie. I think it's yeah. pretty fun. But that, that that's how I envision it. It would be, like, in that same kind Oz of, like, vein. Yeah, yeah. That was, I forget about that one when I think about my uh, frustration with Tim Burton. That was, that was a good movie. It was fun. Yeah, I like it. Oh, also, by the way, uh, we talked about Spirit Riser earlier. It's going to premiere at the Museum of the Moving Image, which is a really wild name, I think. Where is that? Let me grab the, uh, I think it's in New York, but let me see here. Neil? Mm-hmm. It's time for a break. All right. Let me just grab where this is and we'll go to break. Okay. Since we brought it up, we should say where it is. The yes. Museum of the Moving Image. Uh, da, 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 da. They should probably tell you right away, but they do not. You think that would be the first thing you'd put in this where, where that would be? Moving image. Aha, here we go. Moving image. Location, the Redstone Theater. And it still doesn't tell me where that is. <laughs> it's got to be there. New York. It's way at the bottom. They just assume everyone on this site knows you're in New York, but I do not. And if you're going to plug that on a 
big horror website, you got to assume not everyone reading it is from New York or knows that the Museum of the Moving Image is in New York. So you should probably put that in there, is my opinion. So Museum of the Moving Image, and that is in Astoria, New York. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. All right. So let me grab something here. Good evening from... Uh, oh, hello. Demented, Demented Pictures. That's a cool name. Mm -hmm. Jim Wynorski did so many good versions of that. Yeah, he did one just not too long ago, I think, actually. So it's not even a, like a novel idea, though, Timber. Oh, Attack like of the 50-Foot Woman? Yeah, because he just did one, actually, Jim Wynorski. Attack of the 50-Foot, like, uh, um, like, model or something. It's like a 50-Foot, like, uh, like, cam girl or something. So I don't know. All right, let me grab something. I thought I uploaded a few things here. Pepe does not like the Phoenix. Dang. All right, I got a, I've got a, a clip from Joe Alves on the show, who is uh, he designed the shark cool. in uh, in Jaws, and I think he's actually in this clip talking about working with uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, nice pre Jaws. All right, then we'll be back. If this place, well, but, I mentioned um, uh, Spielberg and, and John Carpenter, but another, you know, uh, iconic director you worked with uh, at a young age would be Alfred Hitchcock. What was that experience like on Torn Curtain? That was, uh, I was an assistant uh, uh, art director. Uh, Frank Arrigo was my sort of mentor. I, I really, I loved Frank thinking because Frank came from Review, uh, who eventually bought Universal. So there are a lot of television guys. So I was doing a lot of television. And Frank, when he was at Review, he also had directed a lot. So he taught me how to think as a director, you know, when you're designing sets, not just worry about all the little fancy details. Think about how it's going to be shot, what's most important angles and stuff like that. So I started assisting him and I learned a lot. We did a Change of Habit was Elvis Presley's last movie. Wow. And uh, so uh, I was fortunate. I worked with Mick Jagger and Elvis Presley, you know, big uh, icons in the yeah. uh, music business. Anyway, so he got this uh, job on a torn curtain, and uh, Heine Heckroff was a, a German production designer that came to do the ballet sequences because he had done red shoes, ballet, and all that stuff. Really, really nice guy. So basically, uh, Hitchcock and I'll have to explain this. Hitchcock had been an art director in England before he became a director. And I remember one day he, uh, Mary, no, uh, Peggy, his assistant, uh, called me and said, Mr. Hitchcock wants to see you. And I says, where's Frank? Or where's, uh, you know, Hein? Oh, they're out, but you know, Hitch wants to talk to you. Because I would just see him in the morning we would go to the coffee, coffee and donuts, and, you know, before we shoot, and he'd have his black tie and black suit. And we all wore sport coats and ties at that time. Everybody, you know, if you're in that position, you wore coats. Anyway, we'd have coffee, and he would tell bad jokes. I mean, not funny at all, but most of the Anyway, so he calls me, and he says, um, Joe, he says, and he's drawing like a, 
with a pencil, but it was like a worm crawling on the page. It, it, you know, he never lifted it up. And he says, Mr. Newman, Paul Newman, runs down here to these stairs and runs down the stairs. Mr. Whitlock will do a matte painting up here. And then he comes out of the stairs and he goes over to the registration desk and he leaves. And I says, okay. So he says, I want you to build that and build this. I said, well, what about the reverse shot? What about this? No, no, no. Just build what I'm going to shoot. And that was Hitchcock. We built half the sets because he knew what he wanted. He was so into the visual that by the time he shot it, it was like, okay, well, you know. Uh, so that's how he worked. It was uh, some directors, you build everything, and then they decide how they're going to shoot it, and they shoot half of what you've already designed, and it's a waste of money. But, but he was, uh, yeah, that, that was Hitchcock. Uh, he, he, uh, he didn't want to waste anything. Yeah. Hey there, this is Lee Winnell, writer and director of the film Upgrade and the co-creator of Saw and Insidious. And you are listening to Without Your Head. What are your sins, sister? Lust, father. Tengo que vender mi alma al diablo. Viver para morrer. Oh. Morrer para viver. Não vou ter que ver Boom! Go get your free trial at Arrow. A lot of cool stuff on there. Day of the Beast, I caught. I think I saw that. I think it's... Hmm. If I did. I think it it's was... a... Uh, I think it's Christmas related to... I think it's actually by that director that you uh, posted the movie about. Oh. Yeah. I think you and were he correct. did Bitching and Witching. Yes. Yes. All right. Yes, I did see this, and it's amazing. Uh, <clears throat> Angel, a basket priest and professor of theology, confesses to another priest that he intends to commit as much evil as he can. The other priest is shocked until Angel whispers he's reasoning. When the other priest agrees to help him, a large cross falls and crushes him. And this is the plot. I shouldn't be reading the plot plot. Um. But now I do remember it, and it was very, very fun. Very, very fun. Came out in 95, dang. Uh, so the actual, like, blip is determined to commit as many sins as possible to avert the birth of the beast at the end of the world. This dedicated Catholic priest, Father Angel Beriatua, 
heads to Madrid after deciphering the code behind St. John's cryptic book of Revelation because, according to his calculations, optimistic estimates based on a numerical transcription of the apocalypse, the dark event will occur somewhere in the Spanish capital on Christmas Day. The time is slipping away from the ambitious cleric, cleric who still needs to identify the beast's exact birthplace. This does not make it sound nearly as great as it actually is. I'm not going to finish reading it. It's excellent. Um... Yeah, assisted by a heavy metal fan and the host of a horror of a TV show on a cult, he will try to summon the devil to find out the place of birth and kill the baby. It was very fun. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. What a great video. Some nifty looking stuff there. There's something with like, yeah, right, Dave? There's something with bugs like crawling on some woman. Day of the Beast about stopping the Antichrist from being born on New Year's. A priest, metalhead, and scammy occult TV guy. See, that's a better description. Yeah. You, you need Go Dave to write it. to IMDb because that was way better. Yeah. Way better sale and more accurate. I mean, I guess the other one is technically accurate, but not accurate to the tone. Right. So... If you're not into the Super Bowl Sunday, um, in addition to at some point dinner and a movie popping up, um, they're doing Wolf Bowl. What? It's like uh, the Bowl. That's what I thought, but it's actually they're streaming a bunch of uh, werewolf movies. Who is? Let me grab this. I think it was a, a stream I'm not familiar with, honestly. Mm. But the Wolf Bowl. Wolf Bowl on Shout TV. Hmm. Uncensored Scream Factory TV. Starts at uh, midnight the day before. So, well, you know, mi midnight technically is Sunday. But Saturday night, midnight. Uh, Hammer House of Horror Season 1, Episode 8, Children of the Full Moon. I'm not even sure hmm. what that is. Then they're showing two Elvira films, The Werewolf of Washington from 81 and The Werewolf of Washington from 2010. I didn't realize there's two different Werewolf of Washington. Sharktopus versus Werewolf. That's exactly what I think of when I think of great werewolf movies. <laughs> uh, but that's at 5 a.m. They probably figure no one's awake. And if they are, they probably want to watch Sharktopus versus Werewolf. Werewolf on Wheels. <laughs> Nothing against you guys, but I don't know if this is really. <laughs> I need to see. Uh, Dog Soldiers. Now that's a good, that's a great movie. Dog Soldiers. Dog Soldiers yeah. is really one of the greatest. Howling Three, I believe that's the marsupials. It is the marsupials. Is not good, but it is entertainingly oh bad. God. Werewolves on Wheels is about uh, a motorcycle group of no. werewolves. Honestly. I saw it, I saw another one of that recently, Werewolves vs. Bikers. It had a cool post. Oh, that's been around for a while. I think um James Bickert made that. No, he did uh, Frankenstein bikers. Oh. Frankenstein made bikers. So close. Yeah. It's almost. I almost had it. They should meet in yeah, sometime the werewolf bikers versus the Frankenstein Ooh. made bikers. It'd be like a rumble. Mm-hmm. It'd be like a, a new West Side story. Like one of the girls falls in love with one of the, you know, like a girl werewolf falls in love with each other. Yeah. yeah. Then they get a fight. 
I sent you a couple pictures from the werewolf fighters. All right, I'll just finish here. We also have uh, they showed dog soldiers twice, I guess, because it's so good. Uh, the beast must die. I'm not familiar with that one. I like mm-hmm. the name though. I'm going to be. It's got a really silly cover art. It's Damn. The silliest looking werewolf. I think I used this recently, Werewolves on Wheels, in one of the um, uh, Diablo Joe reviews. He had, he had mentioned it. Because they're all oh, that's what it was. He His Hellhounds he reviewed as a, is like a biker werewolf movie. And he uh, talked about like this subgenre of horror films. Of werewolf bikers? Yeah, of werewolf biker horror films. Apparently this is a what? deal. That's a thing? I guess. Joe would know. Joe knows that could be a new thing. Um, quite a long period of time to watch all of those movies. Yeah, it's from noon till not well, from midnight till nine. Well, actually, so that they probably ends at like eleven. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the beast must die. I'm not sure what that is. The howling <laughs> new moon rising. I bet that one's bad, but I could be wrong. <laughs> Dog soldiers again. So they show that twice. Bad Moon, that's actually a really underrated werewolf movie. I'm mm-hmm. a big fan. The dog is the hero. Is that the one with um uh Tom Noonan? I don't know if Tom Noonan's in. I know the werewolf's like the hero. No, I think Tom Noonan's in uh where it's like the old werewolf in it. Mm-hmm. Bad Moon's about um the dog is the the kid's dog is the you know protects him from the werewolf. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of Wolf Bowl is Brotherhood of the Wolf. Brotherhood of... I was a teenage werebear. Yeah, I don't know if we've had a werebear movie. That would be cool. Hmm. Werebears are pretty sweet. Idea. Mm-hmm. The Beast Must Die. Annabelle sent me the poster. This is one I'm not familiar with. Uh, I would like to check it out. I know uh, Greg, Greg Lamberson's trying to make a um, werewolf film. It's tiny. I know it won't let me uh, make it bigger here. I'll have to download it. Sometimes it lets me uh, expand it and sometimes it doesn't. I'm not really sure why. <laughs> The Werewolf of Washington. It plays twice in a row? Oh, no. There's two. There's one from 1981. Yeah, that's what I said. I don't know if it's the same movie and it's just... No, it can't because I don't think she was doing Elvira stuff from in 81. So it must be two different. It doesn't seem like that was a movie that needed to be remade. Nothing against it. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's some groundbreaking. I haven't seen it, so I really can't comment. The beast must die. I can see some pretty sweet images from it, though. Is that Thanks. that's not Peter Cushing, is it? Who? The second guy in there? Oh, I don't know. No, it must not be. I think his name would be on there. It looks like Peter Cushing to me. I know. I think you're right. He was in a lot of dumb shit, Neil. <laughs> I know. He's still Peter Cushing. The werewolf is actually pretty great. Um, the Werewolf of Washington poster is horribly just bad, but the uh, it is. Do you see it? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm getting it here. Woo! Werewolf Washington. But the werewolf looks great. Well, they should have made a better poster. Maybe it would have been a bigger hit. Look at that. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about earlier with Rebecca. Uh -huh. The poster. The poster. I would see that poster. Maybe I'd get it because it looks so stupid. Mm -hmm. Terrible sales. But then the yes. werewolf is cool looking. Werewolf of Wall Street would be a good one. There we go. Check out the werewolf in your uh in your messages yeah. there. Well, oh yeah, he's cool. he's a lot cooler. Why they, that would have been a better poster. It's a lot cooler. He looks great. What other uh were creature? I mean, we've seen wolves. You think people besides like old D&D &D players would be into other were creatures in movies like the were bear popping up? Oh, why not? A were raccoon or something. You can really wear any creature. This goes, right? this goes to what I've always said about doing a werewolf impression. It's about the bottom piece. Mm. You got to do oh, it's about vampire, bottom piece werewolf. Exactly. Even though werewolves, wolves as animals do not have an underbite. Right. Mm. I do. Does that mean I'm part werewolf? It means you're not part wolf. Hmm. I don't know. I've got to do the uh, the ancestry to find out. You should do ancestry. What if it said I was like part werewolf? That'd be cool. <laughs> All right, if I got that, it'd be awesome. I'd be what sharing that with the world. I'm gonna start a I'm horror version of Neanderthal. Who cares about that shit? Part werewolf. Yeah, I'm gonna start like a uh, a, a horror version and just make up stuff. The twenty three and me. Yeah, people send. I mean, they don't really have to send. They can just send me money. They don't have to send me blood or nothing. But they send you and money then, and get what? What are you gonna give them for their money? I'll, I'll make up a thing where their the percentage of uh, vampire and werewolf and. You know, lycanthrope and all these things, mm -hmm. but it'll be it'll be all scientific, or maybe not scientific. We'll get like an occultist to uh, to look into this. Sending mm -hmm. like a lock of hair or something. It's not made up. It's you know, it's it's real stuff. Is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'll be the occultist. Uh, I'm unknown, Pepe Potit. Well, that could be part of it. You're 87. Unknown, what's unknown? Unknown, his origin genetics, skunk <laughs> eight. Neil thinks what? he's Italian, but I think he's Greek. I could go for some Greek food. I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. Unknown. I had uh I had, we had a uh, Chinese for lunch, but I haven't eaten since. Then. I didn't have breakfast. We need a scheduled, without your head break time. I have a long Not time, true. seven o'clock till eleven, or four hours. I know, I know. 
I knew. I had some stuff lined up. I also had a four-minute clip of... Um... Not that I don't like being here for the four hours, but... Oh, Do it up. I once did an all-night podcast till like six in the morning the next day. We all have done that. Because I used to do that every show, basically. This was like 12 hours. Clint, mm -hmm. oh, we, me and you used to do that in dinner in a movie. Like, uh, yeah, the show would start 12 at hours. But... And sometimes I'd be at the shop until like six. The sun would be up. We'd yeah, but we wouldn't be talking the whole time on the podcast, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He had a four-minute clip of Clint Howard, uh, but I'll save it for next time. Pepper eating. Ham and cheese. Ham and cheese. I like a ham and cheese. I haven't had it. Uh, not really my thing. Uh, Evil Dead uh, official spinoff film. Yeah. Spinoff film or show? Movie, it says. Oh. Oh. Interesting. Mm. I, li I like this kind of stuff. It's like we see, you know, more of these worlds we like. I like them in idea anyway. It always comes down if it's good or not. But I like the idea. To me, it kind of goes without saying it has to be good. It's like, well, obviously yeah. I want it to be good. Not like I just love it because it is. New. Then you're just kind of like, what the hell is wrong with this person? Hmm. Uh, Sebastian Vanacek make, make his yeah. feature debut film Infested just last year. So he's doing this uh, spinoff. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Aren't yeah. they all spinoffs? Uh, um, not necessarily. Um, Evil Dead ones? No. Evil I mean, Dead 1, 2, and up to no, I, Evil Dead really follows itself. And then, and then Army of Darkness isn't. It, I mean, it follows cool. the story. It's it's uh, Ash goes back in time, but it's following Ash. Hmm. A spinoff hmm. would be like a minor character goes and gets their own movie. Like Mork and Mindy is a spinoff of Happy Days. And Laverne and Shirley what? is. How? Because Mork, Mork's first appearance was on Happy Days. That's crazy. And and then they made a, they gave him a show because it was a popular character. Laverne and Shirley is a spinoff. The Jeffersons a spinoff of uh, On the Family. Mm hmm So this spinoff, I don't know if you how much you saw. Um, they're saying that if all goes well, we'll have something to look forward to next Halloween. No. The filmmaker explained he intends to pull no punches. Sounds very much like he intends to go hard R with this one, seemingly hewing closer to the brutal tone of 2013's Evil Dead, as opposed to the horror comedy blend of Evil Dead 2. He's got a quote. I told the studio that I wanted to make a nasty film, a film that hurts, from which you come away tested. I'm going to put all the horror I have inside. It will be cathartic 
And if I haven't ruined my career and I can continue to make films behind it, I will move on to something other than horror. Wow. Oh, and the release, if uh start filming by the end of this year, the Halloween would be the following year. Dang, that's some big talk. Yeah. Mm. Sam Raimi, the director of the original trilogy, is giving him 100% creative freedom. Perhaps most interesting of all, he also wants the film to have a French twist. What does that mean exactly? We'll have to wait and see. Ryan Scott of Fangoria. Hmm. I'll check this out. Yeah, I'm very curious. I don't think there's any Evil Dead that I dislike. I actually like all of them. I like the show. Random dog. This is uh, Pepe Potit's dog, Toby. Toby is very speckly. Toby wants to be famous. Tail. This dog's got the markings of a snow leopard. It's Mm. cool. Well, we have to uh, we have to do the ancestry on uh, on Toby. <laughs> Not so much his head, but the body is very snow leopardy. Mm-hmm. Very very nice. Is uh, is Toby named after Toby Hooper? Mm. I would like to know. Let us know, my good fellow Pepe Potit, the good man. I like mm. that Pepe. He's going places. I'm looking something up. Do it. I am. This sometimes stuff comes up in my Facebook ads, and I'm like, I don't know what this is. Why are they showing this to me? And then other times oh. stuff will come up, and I'll be like, you know what? I think I would like to buy this. Looks pretty cool. And anyway, this came up in my Facebook ad the other day, and I don't necessarily need these. But they are pretty cool. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're even, I don't know if they're licensed, if it was some whacked out website, but they popped up and I had to take a screenshot. Like these are pretty rocking. They don't look very practical to walk around in with the arms sticking out on the sides and a knife, but no, but maybe. And in in big news, I have to say, in 11 days from today is uh, Nasty Neil's birthday. So if you would like Nasty Neil to open your gifts to me here on the show, you can send them to P.O. Box 415 Sandwich Mass 02563. Send me a little note telling me you sent it so I know to keep it and save for the show. And I will open them the next time we do a live. Boom. Mm. See what's going on in the world for just shameless. What? Yeah, shameless. Shameless. Yep. That's what I said. Shameless Neil Jones. Mm hmm. Shameless. But, you know, it's a good good time. It's a big big year. Everyone celebrates their 48th birthday. It's a big time. Which birthday? It's a big milestone. 48. It's a fine number. It is a good number. It's good. Two numbers that are cool. Four and eight. Four and eight. Ain't it great? This is not a nice poster. This has been being shared around. It's the original uh, 
Halloween 3 trade ad from Universal in 1982. And I see people, and it's cool that people are sharing it, but honestly, if this, if I would have seen this, it would not, I would not have been interested in the movie whatsoever. I'd be like, that looks pretty horrible. <laughs> it's like a, looks like an old, computer screen with a with a witch with a giant witch hat on it that's too big it's which witchcraft enters the that? computer age i'm surprised the movie got made after that one out i wouldn't have saw that and be like hell yeah here's some my money no absolutely not witchcraft enters the computer age a different terror begins Historically, it's cool that that exists, but it is not good. It is not good. I am not impressed. The TV, I don't know. Is it wearing a hat or is there just a Because the hat's behind it. That's one of my problems. Like, I don't think the design's good anyway, but at least the hat should be on top. It looks like a giant hat just laying in the background. It's very, very poor place that makes no sense at all which is cooler that or a freaking kid with his head ah, with the mask on his head mask on him 100 no i don't think it's fake it's actually uh this has been shared out a lot of places but just looks really bad i think if we're gonna make something fake you'd have to make something better than that i don't know I guess. Who's been shot, the dog? Who's been what? I don't know. What? He said someone was shot five times. I hope not his dog. Oh. This is from. Hear this in the group because it looks amazing. It's probably going to be from something like a kid's show or something, but it looks cool. Let me grab it. It's like a big walking dinosaur monster thingy. Oh, yeah. That's super cool. That guy's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Where is that? Because I remember seeing it. Gronkle taking his first step. It's a proud day when your baby takes his first steps. It's from uh, Creature Technology. Cool. I don't Do know, know what it's for. for. Oh. No. I want to find out, though. Hopefully it's from something good. We want to see big monsters doing cool stuff. Definitely. Oh, it was his dog. His dog survived. Damn. Wow. What happened to poor dog? I don't know. I'm glad that uh that you're taking care of uh Toby. Wow. Michael Myers was shot five times, right? Shot him five oh. times. He can't survive five shots. Hmm. What's going on, Neil Jones? Well, we got the cool guests coming up. You can join us over facebook.com slash group slash without your at horror. You can interact with us throughout the week. You can uh, see who's coming on the show. 
uh for the live experience it's very fun to come here on thursday nights and join the chat whether that's we've had people tonight on twitch on youtube on facebook it's live on all those platforms um no matter where you watch it's fun to uh throw some chats in there if you go to the youtube uh you can chat along with the folks i think you'll see all the chats so but i'm happy however you watch so however you watch a show um do us a favor though go and give the actual video on youtube a like and leave a comment if you can and hit the subscribe button it will uh it will make us very happy and you know what i have subscriptions and no one ever bothers me about those subscriptions it's not like i'm getting flooded with emails about guess what's going on with your subscriptions i don't know if it actually accomplishes anything at all other than supporting us right (laughs) Yeah, I, 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 don't, I, I know I've tried to understand how things work on YouTube, but it seems like it's changed a lot over the years, and I don't really – I think subscribing does no good whatsoever. But it does uh, – it looks cool that we have, uh, you know, thousands of subscribers, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think you also have to help hit that bell icon, and supposedly then you'll get notifications. Ah. Uh... And it's not just a live show Thursdays, if that's not enough, but other shows will pop up throughout the week. Sundays, you know, at least once a month, it would be a dinner and a movie. Then you've got review, you've got audio reviews from Diablo Joe, you get video reviews from Todd Yeager, you get video reviews from Justin B. Heading. Um, all kinds of stuff. Who knows? Some random, you know, goofiness might pop up. And if also follow us over on the Twitch. That's where we do uh, we do uh, movies sometimes, and we do uh, the festival four times a year. A lot of fun stuff going on. So follow us. Follow me to my home. No, no, don't do that. Do not follow me to my home. Yeah. But uh, follow us. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Uh, you can Venmo if you like, help pay for the website. If you actually, if you do, if uh, you um, if someone, if you do make a um, a donation to the website to help cover anything, um, for this week, if you do so, I'll send you a Valentine's Day card. Oh, from Nasty Neil to you. So you can Venmo Headyverse, or you can PayPal without your head, or send in a super chat. And I'll send you a Valentine's Day card. Aww. That'll be nice. Yeah, that's cute. Thank you, Pepe. Thanks, buddy. You're a good man. Oh, thanks, Pepe. I like that Pepe guy. He's going places. Nice, nice dude. Uh, My buddy, Rye Levy, uh, he's making a film... Boutique to preserve and collect a documentary. We uh, so they have a um, I don't know if it's a Kickstarter or what, but they have up there to uh, help that out. It's got uh, something weird video, Severn Films, Vinegar Syndrome. It's all it's a documentary about preserving classic and not maybe not the classic films. It's hmm. cool. Yeah. Rise a good guy. Known him for many years. He's been on various shows of mine. He actually used to do a show on Without Your Head. 
podcast we had on there. He talked about documentaries. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yes! I'd love to. Someday maybe I'll do a sabbatical and go to L.A. for several months. Can't do that right now, though. L.A., yeah, it'd be fun. Go out. It's like wave two. See our buddies. Mm-hmm. Lots of buddies out there. Bill, Bill de France here. Michael St. Michael's, Michael Sophia. I was too. I can't start naming them because there's too many people to name. Yes, Justin, Trista, all these people. So, yeah. And then now, do they want to meet us? Is is the question. And if not, I'm bringing the hatchets. Are you gonna force them to to hang out? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hang out at Hatchet Point. That's a yeah. You're right, D Dave. We never gonna meet Dave someday too. Yeah, I think he was cool. gonna come to Massachusetts for something. He was gonna come for some concert, I think, but it got canceled nice. or something. Aw. I saw one of these. Uh, one of oh, this is it right here. Uh, they were playing somewhere. I saw Bikini Kill. Bikini Kill. Yeah, there's a lot of people coming back. Well, they still can. Yeah. Bikini kill. I saw I saw an ad for them playing somewhere. I think I sent the link to Dave. <laughs> we did a greasy. I was gonna wear my greasy strangler hat. I, I've been wearing the greasy strangler hat on my walks. One of the girls at the supermarket said, Oh, that's I like your colored hat. I don't think she knew what the hell it was about. It's a bright pink hat. She said, I like your colored hat. Yeah, that's what she said. It was a weird, that's a weird, weird way to say it. Yeah. Instead of just saying pink hat. Yeah. Does maybe. she like have color blindness? <laughs> I don't and, know. Huh? <laughs> she doesn't identify all the colors properly. So she just. And I said, I wear it so I don't get hit by a car, which wasn't really true. I just like it. But I do wear the, I do a, I wear a bright green hoodie, which Jason Mitt makes fun of me for, but it's so I don't get hit. Yeah. I don't have, there's no street lights here. Not very many sidewalks or anything either. And people do not stop at, at crosswalks at all in my town. No, it's a dangerous land in Sandwich. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get hit by a car. No. That's... But I come here and talk about horror stuff. Uh, hatchets to the necks or fingers in the butt. Oh, he was going to, uh, Dave was going to go see NOFX. Oh, wow. That was in Brockton, though, not Boston. Really? In Brockton? I wonder what kind of club is in Brockton. I I'm not ever familiar been to Brockton. with Brockton clubs. Huh. No effects. Damn, Pepe's been run over. I think my brother got hit by a car once when he was a teenager walking at night. Jesus. Riding his bike or something. I can't think of any terrible, terrible accident that ever happened. I almost lost my thumb, but that's nothing compared to getting hit by a car. Almost lost my thumb. Damn. Saw. You don't want to be thumbless. No, but I've got a funky thumbnail. You probably can't tell. No, because then the light goes away. But it's extra wide. 
it's not very trimmed either, but uh, yeah, I've seen it in person. Uh, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I, so I wonder what these guys, what these fellas are still talking about. Rebecca, I'm gonna tune <laughs> back in. She's like, What? So you hell? can see how it's like weird here, and there's a weird, there's like a ridge here, and this never fully like connects because the tail saw wet. Boop. And I pulled, thank God I pulled away. That's some fast pulling away to be able to not have your fucking thumb cut off by a table saw. Yeah. But it took my, the bone. So if the bone in the, just pretend this is not fingers and it's a bone or yeah. Like a log with an axe, the tip of that bone went. Yeah. So this whole part, it went. Then they had to like remove my thumbnail in the surgery so they could go in and like try to repair it. I have many pictures of the whole. <laughs> so, but I didn't lose my thumb. I had to write and do everything left-handed for a bit. What do you think about that? I think what I lost it? the article, but Germany does uh dispensable meat. meats. Yeah. Huh. There's another picture they sent you that's of the bigger machine. So you just go and like Yeah, you get dispensable. This white sausage, uh, <laughs> that looks like it's just pure fat. Is it actually white? Like on the inside or is that a casing? Well, I know when I I when I was in England the last time, like I know a lot of places had black pudding, which I know is blood. But a couple places had black and white, and so I looked that up and white pudding is actually so the blood pudding or blood sausage is sausage made out of blood, and the white was sausage made out of just pure fat. Well, that is not what this is. Oh, Let okay. me tell you. The ultimate guide to German sausages. This is vice versa. And literally white sausage in Bavarian. It is a traditional Bavarian sausage made from minced veal and pork back no. bacon. It's usually flavored with parsley. Lemon, mace, onions, ginger, cardamom. Uh, there are some variations. All right. I'm down. That yeah. sounds good. I know you like the veal. I do. I'm a big fan of veal. I know mm -hmm. it's not cool. But. But that's your white sausage there, buddy. All right. I'll try that. Like freakish sausages of. Sorry, my UK and surrounding areas, friends and Australian folks and whoever eats that crap. I'm sure there are things where we live that you wouldn't have like either. So you can make fun of our food too. But that that blood stuff. Oh, I saw um Yeah, I had black I had black sausage for the first time when I was in London this last time. I and won't say where they were from but I saw a TV show that's uh, about uh, people on the autism spectrum uh, trying to have relationships. It's beautiful. If anybody hasn't seen it, yeah, Robert Budson's love is beautiful. Well, this family, well, it's this couple. They're both on the spectrum, and they travel. And the place they travel to, they end up meeting like the local people who are like uh, farmer 
people. They don't have electricity. They don't have any of that. And they were talking about the food they eat and they drink cow's blood. They just drink the blood. Unless they were like shitting these people and like saying something to make themselves laugh behind the scenes. Like, let's offer them cow's blood. <laughs> drink cow's drink, drink it. I want to believe that they're trolling the tourists. No. I'm Don't sure not it's to try it. It's probably really good for you. I guess. Probably a lot of protein. Yeah. There's and iron in them, there are blood. Yeah. And disease. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I could not. I mean, yeah. if I had to survive, but I wouldn't drink it like V8. Yeah. I'd have to like, no, because if you slowly do it, it'll get to be a clot. Oh, oh. I want to eat, eat it, It's in the uh, is it Vault of Horror Tales from Crypt, the old 70s uh, English version? Uh, and in one of the it's a really cool short in one of them where the guy goes out to eat late at night, everyone tells him not to go out at night, and he goes to this place. And anyway, it's uh, they're served him like blood clots and stuff. And then they they pull out the curtains and and he's the only one with reflection. It's like a it's a vampire restaurant. Oh, cool, huh? There's no way I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's great. But, huh. No, I haven't yeah, eaten yeah. fried blood. <laughs> so yeah, I had it, and I really expected it to not be good um but i expected it to be like really strong or something mm -hmm. but it really just had no it really it almost tasted like uh smashed up beans or something it was very very mild and bland and not very flavorful a little late john ready fried where the hell did you grow up pepe Fried blood. I mean, like I said earlier, I'm sure there are things wherever you live lived, there are surely things in New England that are horrible for others. If I grew up with fried blood, I'd probably love it. I did not. <laughs> oh, God, he said salty. <laughs> but the things we do eat are really disgusting. Honestly, just everybody. We eat some gross, gross shit. So it's just what are you used to and what are you not used to? Just think about like the body parts and oh apparently that we had blood sausage at, at Bizarre AC. Did I? Maybe yeah. blood sausage sliders with green apples and red cabbage. That sounds reasonable. Yeah, fair, Pepe. I mean, it would be like Neil was mentioning. It would be full of things like that would be good survival food. Hmm. I think uh, people that are from New England and England just mush up like things. They just mush up things. They just mush up like potatoes and dirt. 
I must not have taken a picture. I see. I tried black pudding for the first time today, and I can't say I'm a fan. That's all I posted about it. I'm surprised I didn't take a photo of it. But yeah, it was it wasn't horrible. It just was not good. I would say. See, this is something that we're from different. We grew up from different places. But Pape is grossed out by liver, as am I. That's yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of uh, any innards. I don't really like the taste. No, liver's awful. Yeah, it's. it's and I was not it. a fan of um, Rocky Mountain oysters. I did try them. <sighs> the consistency was like damp sawdust, like a rubber ball, like eating a tennis ball. No, it was like so. It's like um. Like sawdust, so it's, but instead of dry, so it's like that grainy, but it like a but it was moist and damp, so it was not pleasant whatsoever. I remember looking. Uh, we were on the podcast, and I was looking up pictures of the pre-cooked right testicle, mm -hmm. and I I'm not I I, I know it's like I'll a try just about anything. I tried that. I tried the blood sausage. And I think there was just names, too. Like, if it just says blood. <laughs> they called the black sausage. But yeah. Blood. Uh, Tim Dry was not a fan. He, he's like, he, oh, good. They just good him. He did suggest they get bangers and mash when we were. Oh, there. yeah. I've been eating that for years. Sausage and mashed potatoes and some gravy. Yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. So when I. When I first got to Soho, and it was before I met up with Michael and Sophia, I was just looking at my Google Maps, and right around the corner from where I was staying, there was a Bangers and Mash restaurant, and that's <laughs> all they had. And so you pick like between it was like four or five different sausages, different mashed potatoes, and different gravies, and that's all they served. I was like, this is nice. a pretty cool place, and it was really good. That was pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. And I got a mashed potato. I never tried. It was like a traditional way they used to do it. So it was partially fried, not like what you would think deep fried or anything, but so it was made in a skillet. And so they would flip it and stuff. So it had little bits of like brown, uh, like potato skin. It was really good. Nice. So yeah, I'm really appreciating that Pepe has such a broad uh, experience of eating food. Yeah, fried tripe. Yeah, and. And eight ear balls. Ear balls. I'm, I, I feel like I'm so non-adventurous food person. I love food, but it's all, you know, it's all tame ingredients just mixed together in different ways. I haven't had venison. I used to, used to when I was a kid, because like my, my family had like friends who would catch it and stuff. It's but good. I haven't had it in a long time. I mean, I rabbit a long time. I don't, Seems like people don't eat rabbit that much anymore. I don't know. I think you used to even be able to buy it at, at my grocery store, but hmm. I never see it anymore. I remember liking I it, moose. but I can't remember. I had what? moose. I was uh, in a relationship with a guy. He was a good guy. And we went to uh, visit his family. We hadn't been seeing each other very long. It was way, like at the top, 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 top of Maine. The top. And uh, there we were at the table. It's a very tiny town. And this woman serves stroganoff. And it's awesome. And she's like, it's moose. Like, I'm going to, like, be disturbed or something like that. 
it's good. It, it was great. <laughs> yeah. it was fine. Mm -hmm. It's me. I mean, what can you do? It's me. It's so weird how people get freaked out by like if you're a meat eater. Right. We're just talking about I've never really understood that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like if you have a muscle of a cow versus the muscle of a pig versus a horse versus other I mean what cows are nice animals. Like have you met nice cows? Cows right, are right. No animals like they're nicer than horses, to be honest. I think horses are kind of rude. Cows are pleasant. I think I with the beats a meatball on the stick or whatever you're talking about. I'm not what sure the what oh, I know what it was. It was um when I went to see AEW in Worcester at the DCU Center, they had completely different um um food than usually at like when you go to any sporting event, it's all the similar stuff. It's the pizza, hot dogs. Yeah, and it's not it's and it's just like the 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 same like stuff that you get the the DC center DC what is it DC center they yeah. had um like all these local places were there like food so, trucks basically yeah but inside and so yeah. they had their own little yeah. things and one was just a some guy and whatever it was just meatballs it wasn't a meatball sub it wasn't meatball for spaghetti it was just oh, a, a giant meatball a yeah. giant ass meatball. Yeah, they've that got those great. in the North End. I was really curious, and I was like, man. But it was a weird thing to sell, you know, in a sporting event, because you go walk around with a big-ass meatball. I was like, yeah. I think I'm like, so we're watching. I'm like, I'm going to go out and get a meatball. And I went out <laughs> there, and they were completely sold out. I was like, hot damn, these must be some good-ass meatballs. They sell <laughs> out really quick. They well, maybe them. we can find that place, because we will be in Worcester. That's true. Yeah, it's no a local meatball, meatball shop. Yeah. Better start researching now. I, I am all about this. That's a start good video. Searching the meatball shop. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sure we'll do some live streaming in Worcester. Definitely. I have an idea for future dinner and the movies. Since the last one, unfortunately, the audio is kind of not great. So we're going to still do them live, all this stuff. I'm also going to record the audio as a backup. If if the one we do live is not great, I'll have the backup, and all I have to do is is uh, sync up the recorded audio, which I could clean up easier, and then just re-upload. But we'll still have the live experience, so I think that'll be good backup in case we're somewhere where the audio doesn't come through. All right, all I gotta do is bring in the little audio recorder, which I have anyway. It doesn't take much room, so it'll be good. Sounds fine to me. Gazelle right. is sweet. I see. I would try that if it yep. was meat. I feel like I'd be open to lots of muscle meats, not so much innard organ meats. <laughs> I've never seen the wedding singer, but uh, I, I do like, like this idea. Movie. I I've heard that's so good, and it just slipped slipped by at the time. You do not like him. But the wedding singer is not a typical one, from what I understand. Okay. One day, okay, Pepe. Sometime we'll open up the video uh, calls, and Pepe's gonna zoom in. Video in the face. Mm hmm It's eleven four. All right. All right. Okay. So our buddy David Rosen is gonna play us out. It's actually a long track. So sit back and listen. 
And we'll be back next week. Check withoutyourhead.com. Check, subscribe, all that stuff I said earlier. Join the Facebook page, Instagram, false wherever you're into. And we'll be back next week. Until then, this is Nasty Neil. This is Anna Lecter. And this is without your head. Ha 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 